0: You have come to a place where all sports matter, and some sports just matter more than others. This is the LTV Sportscast,
1: and now your host, Leighton. Welcome sports fans to another episode of LTV Sportscast. English Premier League Game Week 6 is happening. There's some big matches in London. Now, if you are jamming the FPL, the pod's bragging rights league remains open. It's free to play, free entry. Code is G94H2J. So make sure you grab that in the show notes. And then again, we'd love your feedback for the show. So if you'd like to be a guest or just want to tell us what we're saying wrong, what we're saying right, drop some feedback at feedback at latentv.com. And you can also reach us on Twitter at LTV underscore sportscast and follow us on L- uh, Instagram and just search LTV sportscast. Now joining us today, two boys from the East Rand of South Africa and uh, they, they, they support the opposite sides of London. Jock, Tayson, Darren Allen, welcome to the show, boys. Jock, welcome to the show, man.
0: Thanks for having me, Leighton. How's it going?
1: All good, all good. Darren, 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 Darren Allen. Now, you're hanging out all the way up in the north, like the far north. How close are you to the Arctic Circle right now?
2: Um, Pretty much as north as they sent uh, Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. I'm all the way to the wall right now.
1: Okay, so so that's uh, that's uh, for the rest of us that are living in a non-fantasy land, that he's all the way up in the north of Scotland right now, so kicking it out there. The man isn't just happy to be up north, he's also a crane engineer, so you also like the heights. Have you ever bungeed off uh, the top of a crane? No, Why I not? don't think that's legal, but... Why isn't it? Surely the it should be allowed.
2: Frowned upon. Health and safety would hate you.
1: Health and safety would hate you. So he's a safe man. I wonder if he plays his FPL like that. Uh, We'll actually find out quickly. Let's hop into that. Darren's history over here. Darren, 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 you have not had the best FPL track record, have you? Have you?
2: Not at all. Big gambler on the selections, always.
1: Big gambler on the selections. But you're still relatively young, so you you do make that uh, knee-jerk reaction, obviously. But your top finish, 1.6 million, tsk, 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 and uh, you're you're also a, a Spurs supporter.
2: Correct, yes. Yeah. So are the two synonymous?
1: The to, or is it like, are they mutually exclusive from each other? Or, or is there some value to that? Do you know any Tottenham supporters that do well at FPL? No. Okay, so they all make poor decisions. Ooh, that's <laughs> I don't think he
0: knows any other sports, uh, Spurs supporters.
1: Well... Well, well, well! Shots fired already. Now the, that's know. coming straight I from know. an Arsenal man, Jock Tace over here. You're actually, actually, your top finish thirty three thousand in the world, but you generally kick it at in the top five hundred k. So
0: yes, yes, sir. Uh, actually, put a bit of homework in it. I uh, like the ball, like football. Um, loving it actually.
1: Okay, so tell me your your FPL the the season expectations. Where do, where do you want to land?
0: I just want to be in a top top 100,000. Um, but it's it's a struggle. I don't know. I don't every every gamble I'm trying to make this this um, uh, this fantasy game. Yeah, um, it's just
1: not working for me. So okay.
0: we'll see. But it's still early days. We are only in week game week six.
1: That's correct. Um, so,
0: so early days.
1: Yeah, there's time to course correct if you do need to course correct. You're currently sitting at 1.5 million in the world, but it is okay. It is not the end of the world. There's a lot of things that can happen before the end, and we'll see. We'll see if the LTV sports Sportscast can help you along the way. Um, we got some really good praise from last season from a bunch of the guys. That reached out to me saying, you know, the show did help, and hopefully the show does help you. However, there's one thing I can tell you, and I've looked at it game week four, you made four changes, took three hits, uh, so minus twelve points right off the bat in one week.
0: Was that myself?
1: Yeah, that was no, you.
0: No. I think I had um two I had two free transfers. So I only, only took uh
1: Oh, you only took a minus eight, eh? that's it, yeah. Okay, fair enough. And then you, Darren, you're currently sitting at 3.4 million in the world. You guys are actually doing both better than me, just by the mind. But I just do want to let you know, and I have said it to you, I think I told you guys before, if you had listened to the show um, last season, I was all the way down at 4.3 million after 14, 14 or 15 game weeks, and I still made it up to 400 and something K. So it is still early days, and there's there's many things that can change before before the end of the season, so we'll see what we can do to get you guys up there. Now, fortunately, they come they come out of the East End. This is for the for the rest of the world that is out there. Um, historically, they they greet each other with fists. I mean, that's that's a thing that the uh, East End is doing. Am I right? <laughs> and any of you guys that's football 100% hooligans? One hundred percent correct. One hundred percent correct. So a Friday night is <laughs> starts off with a little Friday fight and a couple of, a couple of rounds. And then, uh, then take the, the old binto, tome eh? What's 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 the word for it, day, eh? for the chickies? What do you? Bennett. Uh, I, I
0: think it. I think you you got it wrong. I think we we first go out for a couple of beers, two or three beers, turn into a couple of brandies. Uh, brandies get into get you to your closest or your only pub in Springs, um, and then yeah, that's when you fight. Go home if there's any binnets. You know, Springs is uh. A small
2: town. <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: Okay. Oh, don't well,
2: look like you like Bennett
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Arsenal versus Spurs. We'll get into that game. That's on Sunday, playing uh, the final game on Sunday. So, but before we before we get there, quick question. Some uh, some so few talking points. The VAR call for the no penalty for Southampton. Um, I'm happy to see. I'm happy to see, and usually I complain about VAR. If you've been listening to the show over time, you'll you'll you would have found out that I, I don't like a light touch. But I know there was a lot of Southampton supporters that were like, "No, this is the worst thing in the world, and they should have got the penalty." But you know, you kind of watched, and again, I think VAR made some really good calls this week, or the decisions that was made. Take the Ronaldo would be penalty, and they're like, "Oh no, you know, it's definitely knee contact." But I'm thinking to myself, for the for the Southampton one, um, the player was going down before Carl Walker stepped across him. He was already on his way down, so it's like, okay, may, maybe, maybe it wasn't Kyle's fault if you're already on your way to the ground. And then with uh, Ronaldo, he kicked the ball to the left, and he was running a, like, a swerve line. So he wasn't exactly ball tracking at that time. So he actually sought out the contact, which was really nice to see. And I say that, although Ronaldo's in my FPL team, It was good. I think it was really good for football that uh, that in those two matches no penalties were given. How do you guys feel about that VAR this past week?
0: So I I thought the calls was. Good. I think all the calls were good. Um, even if you go and you look at the Arsenal um, Arsenal game, there was also a VR, VR decision where there was a penalty awarded and it was a no penalty given at the end of the day. But I think all the calls were quite accurate. You know, um, I think it's, it's it's becoming a bit more consistent. So the close the the, the closest calls um, are not really the game changer of the with regards to you know penalty given or penalty not given. So. Yeah, I think it's consistent.
1: Okay, that's excellent. I'm happy to hear that. And uh, Darren, all the way in Scotland, do you do you do you guys ever talk about the about the Premier League over there, the English Premier League, not the Scottish Premier League, up in the the Great North?
2: We do. Um, obviously, Premier League is covered throughout it's internationally renowned so the main talking point for most of the the people I see uh, is the Premier League Um, especially when I hear my accent I don't think I know much about Scottish football whatsoever Um, then obviously we start breaking into the Scottish football as well Um, majority of the guys always want to talk about
1: quick question which uh, which uh, denomination are you Are, are you Christian by faith correct yes okay so which denomination Catholic or Protestant
2: I'm a ranger supporter, so Protestant. I wouldn't say historically <laughs> Protestant, but I do lean towards it.
1: Fair enough. Do you, do you, do you get involved in any uh, altercations? Did you take the spring? The the whole luck like, you can take a man out of springs, but you can't take springs out of the man. Did you take springs with you to Scotland?
2: Uh, many people say it it will never leave me, but I have tried to calm down here a little bit with okay. the lockdown as well. We 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 behaved ourselves. Accordingly, a little bit of gentleman coming out of me. But.
1: Okay. So Scotland is making you a better man. Who would have thought? Maybe it makes you a better manager as well. I mean, man is the first part to manager. So there we go. Food yes, for so. thought. Food That's for good. thought. Now. Uh, I want yeah.
2: want to mention on the VAR, um, there was another call on the Brentford game on oh. the handball as well, which I thought they got 100% Right. I mean, if it's getting used in this, it's easy for us to to always bad mouse VAR, and i R. I'm not a fan of VAR one one bit. But mm. I, I really, when it came in, I've never, I've had nothing but, but bad things to say about it. Um, but at the same time, if if they manage it like this and they keep using it in this way, um, I can I can only see more support growing for it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, go they're ahead. Conscious
0: they consistent, man. So so the calls, like last year, if you look at last year, last year was a bit of a a shit show. But this year, you know, I think it's a bit more consistent. I think they're getting the calls right. I, I think every time when someone falls over in the box, it's not a penalty by VAR. Um So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Nice. I'm also not, I wasn't always a fan, you know.
1: 100%. I, I fell, I fell on that side as well. So I'm actually very happy to see, uh, VR tends, tends to get more things right these days, where at least they don't allow for, for the softness. Then the other se- talking point now, Darren, this might be a little bit sour for you. And as much as it might be sour for Arsenal as well, um, Arsenal fans, you know, the London boys, the cream of the crop is Chelsea right now. Um, I mean, you guys came off a hammering. But before we talk, you know, about obviously we're going in depth into, you know, the obviously the the upcoming matches and what we're expecting, Chelsea really looks like the team to beat this season. Is there... If City continue to drop points uh, against smaller teams, is it going to become a one-horse race? You know, do... Do Liverpool and City have enough to challenge Chelsea through the season? You know, can Manchester challenge Chelsea through the season? I know they're all sitting on uh, thirteen points right now. Well, except for City, they're sitting on ten points. Obviously, since they dropped points again. How do you, how do you kind of feel uh, the Chelsea?
2: I think Chelsea is one hundred percent front runners. Um, I, when you are saying, are we going to see Man City? Um, contest for the for, for the uh, number one position if they keep dropping uh, points against smaller teams I, I don't think they're just going to drop on the smaller teams, I think because they don't have an out-and-out striker um, because they just don't have the, how can I say it they're the same depth as what Chelsea does we, they're not going to compete it is definitely going to be a one-horse race I, I think in the early days now and I'll probably regret saying it, but they are going to start running away from it.
1: Okay, okay, yeah. Look, I suppose yeah, the thing is, I, I have enjoyed obviously. You say City don't have an out-and-out striker, but when when they do play Ferran Torres, he's the right man to to play in the centre. But what was what has been a blessing for them has been Gabriel Jesus playing on the front right. But it, it's the paper at times that you think to yourself is like, is he making the right decisions? You know. um, Week in and week out, and, and that's part of the problem uh, when it comes to to Man City. Their, his, their own their own squad rotation might do more damage than good at a time. But then again, Tuchel himself has been known for squad rotation. But you have seen a real solidity in the in the defense, uh, and and that's something that they can build on. You know, from my side. So, from an Arsenal perspective, you know, because I mean, for you boys, you know that. To if you have to listen to any Londoner uh, in talk right now, they might tell you the two biggest teams in London is Chelsea and West Ham. How does that make you? What what effect does that have on the on an Arsenal Spurs match these days? You know, like you know, they're the other two teams from London: Arsenal and Spurs.
0: Yeah. Look. Arsenal's got a young team at the moment. We we're trying to rebuild. We've got a young manager that we've given him his first real job. You know, he I know he was uh, second man in charge under Pep at City, but um, it's 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 tough to watch sometimes, especially you know the staunch support I'm, I am. Um, but but going back to Chelsea, man, they they unstoppable. The, the way they 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 recruited this season, you know. Lukaku, like the boy's gonna score thirty goals this season, no jokes. And he's that you've got you got, uh, CDM's that's that's producing goals. You've got Kante, you've got Kovacic, you got you got all these guys that he's built to have a solid back six, if I can call it that. But he's got the front five oaks that is just flourishing, you know. Um, And he's bought well. Um, I also look. I, I don't. Don't count uh, Liverpool out. I think Liverpool is is one of the guy, one of the teams that not a lot of oaks are talking about, and it's purely because they didn't perform last season the way that they should have, if I can call it that. But you must remember, there was no Van dark,
2: mm.
0: um, there was no Jota that was playing the way he was. Um, so yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's strange you bring up the Liverpool thing, and I, I I do try, you know, as much as I have a little bit of fun at it um you know i don't i don't want the show to sound like a liverpool um supporters show however i i don't want to hop onto it too early i don't want it to be like a a false dawn as a liverpool supporter i do feel that liverpool can go toe to toe but i'm worried that we don't have quality depth in the way that Uh, Chelsea and City do I think if our first team remains um, Injury free For the most part And maybe we're not in all the cups You know that type of thing Or we're not trying to compete at all the cups I think Liverpool have a good chance To uh, put in Definitely a big run Through the season To to either push Chelsea or Man City And again I think it's Chelsea Going to push Chelsea to the end If not win it but then again, like I say, that is injury-dependent. And I think we do need to bolster up some things come uh, mid, uh, mid-season mid in January. We might need to pick up some players year or there. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. But right now, uh, and then the last one, obviously, in terms of a Premier League race, Man Man United, they're getting the results again. And I've always spoken about the importance of having the ability to win ugly. And yes, um Noble coming on to take a penalty at the end of the day, you know, you know, not scoring the penalty would have been a two-two. West Ham looked quality in the game, you know. It it, it was, it wasn't that Man United were out and out better, but the fact is they still walked away with three points. And at the end of the day, three points it doesn't matter. You if you've if you've taken one shot all game and you score one goal, and the opposition takes thirty shots and scores no goals. You know then uh, you still win one you know three points End is in result. the bag there's nothing else you can take from that, result that counts.
0: what do you what is your what is your your view and your thinking about the mark noble substitution
1: uh, well, i i never think i i saw i saw i remember i've seen people do things like substitute and you you watched you watched it in the euros right beforehand. You know, with the Rashford and Sancho being subbed on just so they could come take the penalties, I think that's a really big ask for someone. You know, like here you go, 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 have a good time, go, go, kick the ball into the back of the net, and be like, "Well, I subbed you on to put the ball into the back of the net, and you didn't do that." The whole reason we failed was because of you. There's no, there, it, I think it. It's very difficult for a person just to walk up and smash, you know, like walk up and smash a goal in, on, on a penalty if they haven't worked themselves up into the game, if they haven't settled the nerves. Because, I mean, once when players walk out onto the field, there's always uh, – but you see it in all sports. And I'm trying to think of a sport where, um, where contestants against each other don't open up a little bit cagey before they settle. You know, I think fighting is obviously always going to be the best example. You always look at the round one of, a, of an MMA fight, the first couple of rounds of a boxing fight. There's always a feeling out. And this, this must come into not just the feeling out, this comes into the emotion to eventually be settled and ready to start to, to, to build. And if you're not in the right head space, and you've seen it with sportsmen right across in all facets, if the head is not right, if it's not in the right place, there's problems. I don't believe anyone should be facing that type of pressure. I think it was a very poor call. Um, yeah, it, very poor I, call.
0: I don't like. It's not that we've seen it. It's 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 not a new thing. You mm. know, if you look at back at uh, the Netherlands did it in Euro Euro is 16, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but
1: they put the goalie on Inward Van Zijl. He can just go out there and save balls. That's what he does. Mm. You yeah. expect that. That's uh, mm. keepers. Keepers, if, if a keeper's not in a game the whole game, and he has to face a penalty, he has to be ready. I, they practice that reaction time. They're 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 a different breed. Keepers are a different breed. They need to be ready to go. That's just how, it's how they live their lives. On, on ready. But yeah, so I think it was a poor call. What about you, Darren? 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 What do you think? I think it's
2: I think it's I put it? I think it's relative. I think obviously. Noble, they wouldn't put him on for their penalty, especially just to have him take the penalty as coming on and that type of thing. He's obviously the guy that takes the penalties, trains it in practice. Um, he's, he's their go-to guy for that. Uh, I do agree with you that coming on and just doing that straight from the get-go, it's not fair on the, on the man. But if he's that guy that they keep looking at for doing that, if he was playing the full 90 minutes, would he take the penalty as well?
1: Probably. But, again, this comes back into that headspace that I'm trying to say. I don't believe uh, – look, if he had scored it, if he had scored it, that would be like, best decision ever. Great call. great call. you know, and you're thinking, but most people score penalties. More penalties are scored than saved. Are, are we, and it wasn't a great penalty either. I mean, it was just off-center, and it was at a generally nice height for De Gea to, to make the save, given – Give kudos to the guy. Anyway, he got that hand up, and it was a strong hand. It was a stiff hand, and he got the save done.
0: Look at his stats, though, you know, and um, that's that's why I think he took took the penalty. You know, stats. His stats shows it. His stats showed it over the last ten years that he's been taking penalties. Um, I think he was over a seventy. I think he's at a seventy six percent. Uh, Accuracy rate when it comes to penalties in his career, so not just the season, but um, is that good
1: for a penalty taker? Three out of four. Three out of four sounds Uh a little bit poor, doesn't it? Mm. I think that's a little bit poor. I think Uh, Mm. now when you say that, if he's if his penalty percentage is three out of four, I think that's a poor call. I would have Mm. probably left Bowen on and said, Bowen, go have yourself a good old go at it. Uh, Why not? Why not take the penalty? He was part of it the whole game. Anyway, anyway, right. Is there any other talking points you guys want to bring up before we get into the game week preview? Uh,
0: nothing on my side. Maybe just uh, Harry Kane. But um, we'll speak about Harry Kane when I think we discuss Arsenal
1: versus uh, Spurs.
2: Yeah, I think that keep could Harry be a good Kane time. out
1: of your mouth. <laughs> 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 All right. And to the listeners out there, these boys are these boys are friends as well, so whatever dirty word that you hear they say to each other it 's probably because they know each other and they mean it, so it 's probably well deserved anyway, because they know each other 's deep, dark secrets anyway anywhere anywhere anywhere, anyway, we open up the the game week with <laughs> quite literally what should be the match of the weekend. And I know what you guys are going to say, but Arsenal playing Spurs, big, big game, you know, big London teams. That's all nice for you guys, and I I think that's wonderful. But Chelsea are at home to Man City. First game of the weekend. Is it a six-pointer this early in the season? I'm going to say no. Okay, cool. Why not?
2: I just, with both the team with both the teams, they both got great defensive defenses. Um, I do believe Chelsea is going to be be the victors on this. They definitely will. It's probably going to be a goal from Lukaku. Um,
1: okay, that's interesting. Take take me through take I, me through your game prediction.
2: Game prediction.
1: Yeah, take me through your game prediction and and how you get there.
2: Okay, it's going to be a 0-0 first oh. half. Okay. It, it will be 0-0 first half. Um, Chelsea, eventually, they're just going to... having the What I saw with, with the game against Tottenham as well, and I, and I know we, we we comparing two different calibre of teams right now, and it hurts me to say that. But as soon as their, their, their strikers weren't paying off for them, the rest of the team did. I mean, they had Kante, they had their... Uh, Rudiger come in, and those they had decent goals from guys that were further back on the field, um, and that's exactly what's going to happen with with Man City. They're going to press, they're going to go wide, and eventually, with them with them running wide, Man City is going to try and counter that, and it's going to leave Lukaku open. I don't see a massive scoring game. It's going to be a one 0 maybe a two one, uh, but it's definitely Chelsea all the way.
1: Okay, Jock. Are, are you in agreement?
0: Yeah, I'm in agreement. I think Chelsea's winning two 0 Yeah, I think what's 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 going to happen is Chelsea's going to score early, very early. Mm-hmm. Uh going to sit back for 70 minutes, and I think he's going to score a second goal late 80 late 80 minutes. And I think it's going to be Lukaku with a counter typical counter attacking goal. So I think it's an easy easy. I wouldn't say easy, but I think it's a. It's a great time for Chelsea to play City at the moment.
1: Now, I generally would agree with you because purely because when you look um, the, when you look at Man City against Chelsea, on, on the offensive side, City still adds them. I mean, they, they've taken more shots in the box, okay, probably the equal amount uh, shots on target. They've, but they've taken more shots, more big chances created. You know, they're their xG is high expected goals, although they scored less goals, more possession. But the hard part and it was, I think what's the the tough pill to swallow for a city right now is, although it looks like, you mean, know, on paper they have a great defense. They have compared to Chelsea, you know, they've conceded just as many goals, although their expected goals for conceded is way higher. Their big chances uh, conceded way higher. They've had more shots in the box against them. They've had more shots on target against them. You know, they They've generally conceded more shots against them, and the problem might be the city defense. However, however, that being said, and you bring up Lukaku as the man for Chelsea, and I don't necessarily think uh, Lukaku is going to be the man for Chelsea, is because Lukaku has historically been a flat track bully. He he smashes the the small teams, but he's never been exceptionally good. At playing big teams throughout his career, so does does Lukaku get up for the small games? Probably not. But uh, when you are looking at players, you you're looking. <clears throat> do, I, do I say this? They're def- they're attacking back. Um, their attacker that is marked as a defender, Marcus Alonso has been fantastic, and Carlo he takes up. Yeah, you know, in the defensive midfield, and I know we, there's always the joke about um, three quarters of the world is covered by water, and the other quarter of the world is covered by Ancola kante So you know, so that that is there, but he is that good. And although Man City can be, and this is where the Man City part comes in, Man City have the ability to be expansive and when i say expansive if they have the right players on the field and you started you saw it against southampton and i know they came off a 0 nil draw against southampton and chelsea did come off a smashing 3 nil victory make no mistake if kevin de bruyne is coming to fitness and those uh, those balls into the box any other day they could have i don't know man that they, they could have hurt they could have hurt uh Hurt Southampton, I think uh, they took 16 shots and one of them was on target, you know, you know and the, then they, they messed up on opportunities. They got the ball into the final third and it kind of just fell apart, it fell apart for them. And, you know, that last part, uh, it, it, I don't want to say Sterling was the problem for them, but Sterling, Sterling does not play well through the center, but their issue is they have Grealish playing on the left where Sterling probably plays his best, but is Grealish a better player than Sterling on, you know, at at like their, their their ultimate like you know Sterling's best versus Grealish's best? Definitely Sterling Sterling is better than Grealish, you know, on that single. But Grealish is more he plays a consistently a higher caliber football than Sterling does currently right now, and I think they're there again. If City is on song, if they well, I say if they're on song, if they've got their, their forwards working, I think Chelsea are going to have a very tough day. It's a very tough uh, tough game to call. Look, City have conceded one goal. Chelsea have conceded one goal. City have scored eleven. Chelsea have scored twelve. You know, and then the difference is four wins and a draw versus three wins, and a draw, and a loss. So that does say to you when City is on it. City is on it because City can smash any team. City on their day, the, uh, if the best city walks out? Yeah, I don't think Chelsea can stop them.
0: Well, you saw the drubbing that they did against Arsenal uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, you're right. When they're on fire, they're on fire.
1: Yeah, but uh, uh, what kind said. of Arsenal did they beat a few weeks ago? Your yeah. Arsenal the supported... Push. The,
0: Bunch of eighteen-year-olds.
1: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Do, do you really think that was a, a fair reflection to say, "Our uh, city, uh, you know this"? Because when you say Arsenal, I mean Arsenal as a as a gunner supporter. Historically, um, you do carry a name, like you know that uh, you guys play high-quality football. In which year, though? Because it's not this year, you guys, and it wasn't. It hasn't been last year. It's been a while since you guys have played high-quality football, but you still. Uh, Arsenal's good name precedes them. So every time they fail, you know, then it becomes like the laughing stock kind of thing. But however, you know, you have to call a spade a spade. You guys aren't in a good place. And because you guys aren't in a good place to say, yeah, listen, man, City beat Arsenal five 0 you know, and to beat Arsenal five nil, be like, Oh, hold on, slow your roll. Arsenal are not that good right now to to read too far into a five 0 drubbing. But what you can take away from that is when City are playing well together. And their finishing is a little bit on. They can they can hurt teams. So you've got so Darren, you went two one, uh, Chelsea. Jock, you went two 0 uh, Chelsea. I think this one's gonna be it's gonna be a hard fought one, but I think City actually bounced back. Now maybe I say that because I'm a Liverpool supporter and I need Chelsea to drop points. I need Chelsea to drop points. Ideally they they draw and uh, none of them make points because you know you once City get on a run, City go on a run, you know, then they beat everyone. Um and Chelsea have the ability to do just that as well. But again, if City come back and again, if, I don't think if if Lukaku fails, you know, who's who's bringing it for for Chelsea? Um, because will Marcus Alonso have the freedom to go up and attack purely because he's going to have to be defending against a City attack? Tactically, this is a very difficult game. Although Chelsea have scraped it, you know, in the in the recent past against uh, against Man City, I mean, they got their Champions League victory against Man City, so they know how to beat City. They know how to beat City, but it might just be that very thing. That could cause um, City to kick it up a gear and Chelsea to play with a slight complacency. Be like, oh, look, you know, City are not in a good place right now. So we should easily be able to take them. 1 0, 1 0, Man City. And there you heard it there. That's, that's my call. <laughs> Next game is pretty interesting uh, as well, though, isn't it? Who's going to score the one? Who's going to score the one for City? Um, who've I got in my FPL side? Uh, Torres? Yes. That, yes. Yeah, Torres. Yes. That's the one, man. Uh, Torres. Yes. I actually have no idea. I think, I think it will come as far back as, uh, a might get in there to get it. Yeah, but it's, what am I saying? KDB's gonna put that ball onto Torres's head. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Torres goal or a KDB goal. Or it's, uh, and if it's a Torres goal, it's a KDB assist. I think that's, that's what
0: happens. if KDB happens. starts. That's if he plays.
1: KDB think starts, man. There's no ways he doesn't. He doesn't start this game. It is all. It is all too ready for him. He's coming back to fitness, and again, a man who comes back to fitness. And you know, he, whenever a player is out and he comes back and he plays the way KDB plays, and distributes the ball. KDB is special, but he's special when the pressure is not on him to be the only person that performs once once he's the once he's their only go to man and the pressure is on there i've generally i've generally feel that kdb has um he's got bogged down and he gets in and again i think it's a mental thing he he stresses himself out of the game uh in this need to to get a victory but yeah so Oh, it's going to be a tough one. Um but it's, it it is the, it is the biggest game of the weekend but for you boys not not quite as much but uh, you guys are going to have to wait till Sunday evening for that. But again, you know, another top of the table team. Here we go, sitting again also on 13 points, Man United are playing Aston Villa. Aston Villa are are blowing hot and cold. And it, I mean, they they lost 3-0 to Chelsea. But they looked really good first half, if I remember correctly. Then they, they beat Everton 3 0, but they also drew 1 1 with Brentford in the past. You know, they beat Newcastle, they lost to Watford. You don't know what Aston Villa turns up. Again, Aston Villa is that team that that could be amazing or could be amazingly crap on a day. But we know they're playing against a United team that is getting wins, even if it is ugly and they they have a player out there that takes unbelievable amounts of shots that is, uh, that is selfish for all the right reasons, Cristiano Ronaldo. And, and he's going to be obviously, I mean, once you've got him on the field, people immediately be like, listen, we've got to mark Cristiano Ronaldo. And as soon as you're marking Cristiano Ronaldo, you're taking the focus off players like Bruno Fernandes who can then start to move in other space. You, you're taking the focus off players like Greenwood, if Greenwood plays. You know, Jesse Lingard came on and scored a cracker against West Ham, and that must have been a little bit sour, though, for the West Ham supporters. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Again, you you assume, you think to yourself, you know, this should be, Relatively easy for United, purely because of the inconsistencies of Aston Villa. But what we have seen, and it was something that we did mention in the past, our concern with uh, Man United isn't their attack. Because they're going to go out there, they're going to get goals. But just because they're getting goals, doesn't mean they're going to be getting wins. Because they're probably going to leak as many goals as they score. More often than not. Darren, take us through it.
2: I have to agree with you there. Um, one of the the biggest flaws I see in, in United, I think getting somebody like Ronaldo, any team in the Premier League would want that player right now. Um, attacking wise, Greenwood, Fernandez, they're always going to be a risk. Um, either from, from set plays, from free kicks. Um, Greenwood on the attacking, he is clinical, will score especially, like you say, if everybody goes, not everybody, but if they they turn their focus to Ronaldo, start marking Ronaldo, and Fernandes is always going to be the back of their minds as well. Leaves people like Greenwood and Pogba wide open. It really does. Um, One of their biggest flaws, though, that I think, from an outside uh, viewer, would be Maguire and Juan Bissaka. They're not my most favourite defenders, um, especially Maguire. I thought he had a very poor season uh, last season. Mm. Um, I still think he's, although they had a pretty England had a pretty decent Euro, I don't see him as one of the top centre-backs in the Premier League right now. Um, again, uh, they will concede goals. Uh, I think it puts a lot of pressure on a player like De Gea. He's obviously one of the, the better goalkeepers out there. But without a decent uh, defense in front of him, he's always gonna look bad. Okay. And then with when we're looking at Aston Villa, um, obviously they've got Ings. He was renowned for Southampton. I think everybody and their cousin had Ings at one stage <laughs> in their in their team. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, the team. The man, the man finishes. He really does. I, I don't see them doing much against. Um, but I do see them scoring. Okay, I don't see this being a, a, a 2 0 or a 1 0 for United. I do still see Man United coming through as the winner,
1: mm. but
2: Aston Villa is definitely scoring.
1: Okay, Aston Villa definitely scores. And then the final score
2: again, I want to say about it, uh, I want to say it's 3 1 or 2 1.
1: 3 1 2 1 2. United, United, United. Okay, Jock. Your side?
0: It's an easy United win to be quite honest with you. I think they also again have bought well this season. Um I think their center back they bought for an absolute steal. I think he's world class. Um Barane, we're talking about now. Mm. Um and I I reckon Ronaldo's scoring another two goals yeah. Um I think also three one. Um but the biggest thing for me on on the United side is is what do you do with Jesse Lingard? You no. Know? And um, the the oak is on f- absolute fire. I know I know young boys is a bit of a, a a blip, but you know look at his last ten fifteen games for West Ham. Look at he you know how he started. Um, look at how he plays. Like does he again? Does he deserve to sit on the bench for a United team, or does he deserve to go and flourish at, I don't know Everton, West Ham, even Arsenal. <laughs> Um, you know, where can actually play ball and flourish and score goals because I think he's at the prime of his life you know, you're looking at another guy um, De Hayes um, deputy, what's his, uh, Henderson and Sam, who's your number one for the keeping side? Yeah, I know David De Hayes sco- uh, um, saved the penalty, but he's been, he's been shocking like, um, if you look at his previous game against Young Boys as well um, the type of goals he conceded last season, I don't think that I think there's still strength that Oli, because I'm not a big fan of Oli, I think there's strength on the bench that he doesn't quite know. And he's not, it's not showing any starting 11.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, look, the, there's there's a question that needs to be asked regarding, uh, like you said, with Lingard. What do you do with him? Right now, currently, the man that's that's playing in the position where you would expect Lingard to be playing is Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba was not playing as deep as you would expect him to play. He's now playing out there uh, on on the left wing, but not as deep. So you, he can turn into that assist machine, you know. You know, will he continue to to perform week in and week out? And then, and as long as as long as he's connecting, you know, with the with the rest of the the United team. And he's creating space, he's creating opportunities, as long as he's doing that. It's very difficult for Jesse Lingard to break into the team. And it's a very good question that you're asking. Should Jesse Lingard continue to try to fight to get into the United team at the top? Or can he go be a superstar somewhere else? And would he go back to West Ham? I mean, he he literally took points off of them. And then... I think West Ham open 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 up arms if they can get him on uh, on a permanent deal, but I think Jesse Lingard needs to. He's too good not to be starting every week. But he's not going to be starting, the majority of the weeks, and he's just not going to get that at United. I don't think that's going to happen for him. I think it's going to be slim pickings, and it's going to be a couple of minutes here and there. Does he become you know a super sub? It's possible. But is that a Korean football that you want to be? Do you literally want to be your manager? Do you guys remember Ole Gunnar That's all he did. He used to come off the bench was, and just go. Super no, stuff
0: in the late 90s.
1: You're right. Yeah, d- does Jesse Lingard or, want to be that? But maybe that's
0: what Ole thinks he needs. I'm not sure. Um, I don't rate him as a manager. I don't think he makes the right calls. You know, even if you go back again um, and I... Apologize, I'm going back to the young boys game again. If you look at if you watch that game and tactically what he actually did by who he substituted, what happened. I, he 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 brings in two or three defensive minded players and then on the last couple of minutes he subs the defensive minded player out for an attacking player, thinking that he's gonna score on a counter. Um, I, I don't rate the manager. I think I think United could do much better. Uh, with a different type of manager,
1: okay, well, he has made uh, changes galore for um, tonight 's game uh, in in the EFL Cup, and currently at right now at this very moment in time, Lanzini has just scored against Manchester United, and they are leading now one 0 so by the time wow. people listen to this, you know the, the game will be over be like,, we already knew that you know this is old news and be like, well, not for us right now, now now we 've got what we've got, and you have watched him start with. Sancho, Marcel, uh, Martial, uh, Lingard up front, you know, Van der Beek, who got onto the field. But it's a very different team. So for the first time in a long time, you actually see United change teams. But then again, you know, you say the Carabao Cup. How many of the Premier League teams really care that much about it if they're playing in Champions League? You know what I mean?
0: I like the the I was going to say Arsenal does but then you you mentioned the if they're playing a Champions League so best I keep quiet.
1: Yeah, so you you got it. So there there is I mean there is merit to it because you look at the West Ham lineup at front they have got Bowen, Lanzini, Yamelenko, they've got Noble starting. So they've got a they've got a decent team out there. And they've probably got a more decent team out there than United have got and I say purely because uh United's mid midfield three you know they they do lack uh lack the quality, um, you know without a Fernandez, without a Pogba, but anything can happen. And the, again, that comes back to the the weekend's going to come around if Lingard is starting. Now Lingard is not uh, going to be starting on the weekend against Aston Villa. And you, what you are saying is right. Now, based on everything you have just said to me, the fact that you know. Oli doesn't make the right decisions. He's relying on his team to outscore the other team. He doesn't have the best defensive team. Aston Villa have the ability to go big. They have the players to go big. So when it when it goes right for them, it could go really right for them. And I, I would say you know United should be a shoe in for the weekend, but the problem is uh, with with United they do you feel like their lack of consistency that they would have with a better manager. They have conceded four goals this season. Now, they've also scored 13. So they can score as many... And for me, it, it becomes a high-scoring draw. Really, it does. Uh, this game this game is set to be a high-scoring draw. Uh, Villa have scored as many as they've conceded this season as well. So <sighs> from that aspect, a 2-2, a 3-3 uh, is even possible uh, from my side, but I don't. I don't actually have a winner for this weekend. I think United did win ugly against uh, West Ham. Can you keep doing it week in, week out? We've seen that's where the the failures have come. Uh, uh, for many a team, have come unstuck unless they have an underlying quality, you know, a tactical superiority, rather than relying on the team to manage itself. Okay, and uh, just just FYI. Um the mighty Arsenal have gone one 0 up against Wimbledon uh, right now. Lacazette has scored an amazing penalty uh for you guys. You must be very happy with that. Jock, Jock is smiling, He's from ear to ear right now. He's I've a- got
0: the new I've got the new saying for Arsenal. It's one uh, 0 but still <laughs> Hashtag we <be> back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Wimbledon easy there. Tottenham, Tottenham, not to be undone, have gone 1-0 up literally right now against uh, against Wolves. So, Darren, you can smile too. And who do you think scored so the goal heavy, for you?
2: Uh, probably Kane.
1: Uh, you would think that, but he hasn't hit uh, the broadside of a barn recently. Ndombele <laughs> has managed to get... Uh, Get that goal for you guys, and they scored it in open. You guys scored it in open play. So that if that is that if if that's a sign to come for the weekend, boys, and when we eventually get there, Tottenham are scoring Boston's goals in open play. Day. Yeah, Tottenham scoring goals in open play, but we've seen uh, we've seen uh, Tottenham also give away uh, stupid penalties. So whew, early days, early days. Right, Everton Shots versus fight. Norwich. There's a fun game. There's a fun game. Everton, Everton, Everton. That man, Rondon, without Richarlison and uh Dominic Calvert Lewin, I know we'll talk FPL a little bit later, might be something fantastic if you if you are a uh, if you are looking for a little bit of a differential. Yes, they've come off a 3-0 drubbing to Aston Villa, but they didn't look as bad as the score line. As the scoreline showed, they just lacked quality in in getting the ball on target where villa all three shots that villa got on target villa scored well two shots one one they didn't score uh luca Dean decided to to put in an own goal on uh, on the other one so let's put it that way so it, it wasn't it wasn't really you know completely fair you know and I know we've just gone of aston Villa with um but we didn't actually talk about Maddie Cash's goal, man. What a screamer! That that was that was a tremendous yeah. goal uh, was, to yeah. to to watch out there. And you know, it was it's difficult again, you know, when you look at something like that with Everton coming off something like that against Aston Villa. Norwich still, still really. I mean, they are probably the the whipping boys. The, they 100%. they're going to be the whipping boys this season. I made that call Brighton early. I haven't changed my mind on it. And uh, is there anything that Norwich can get from this game, Jock?
0: No, uh, I think he hit the nail on the head there. And um, they this season's whipping boys. I think though they will get some sort of points at home, but away from home, I don't I don't think they could get anything. Um, I, th- I just think they lack the quality. Are um, they top championship team? And they they showed that by um, bouncing back quite quick back into the Premier League. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, I think they're going to be the whipping boys of the season. Um, they don't look good. You know, they just don't look good.
1: Yeah, they've conceded they've conceded fourteen goals so far in in all of five games. I mean, that's just under three goals a game it's wow. it can't it can't be easy, and I know Andreas last week was talking about you know the the run that um that they could have purely because of the yeah you, know, you know that they they look like they're gonna have a nice run, Pookie's gonna be the man scoring goals for them and everything, and that was you know pre Watford game, but at the end of the day they still walked over with the three one loss against uh against Watford and it's not, it 's not they they brought in Brandon Williams they got Brandon williams obviously from from United on loan i don 't know how much that helps them really right now they they 're going up against Everton and this is prime for everton 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 need to be looking at this game, and this is a really good game for everton to bounce back on you know before the next uh, the next series of matches, because Everton go Norwich, Man United, West Ham, and then they got Watford and Wolves. So if they're going to get points into the bag, now is the time for them to get points into the bag, build a little bit of momentum. The other side of that is, apart from Everton's loss now, they they were sitting on 10 points, the same amount of points, as Chelsea, Liverpool, and Manchester United walking into game week five. So game week six, they are still only three points behind. The leaders, which is not the biggest mountain to climb. Their problem has been uh, defensively; they have not been sound. They've conceded seven goals in these in these five games, so more than a goal a game, which is, you know, it's poor. But they also they have they have good ability there, and I know I had, and maybe it's just because I, you know, you kind of look out for your players in your FPL side, but that Demora Gray, he was again he looked he, he he was kicking balls you know there's there's t- so many times he could have had goals and you know it just didn't work out for him but but at the, the end of the day the man has been the man has been has been good he's a young man and he's he's getting things done inside there and i think if he links up pretty nicely with rondon uh this weekend you know it it could be it could be a high-scoring game for Everton. Things can go really well for Everton in this match. Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel on that one.
0: Yeah, I agree. And um, so, by the way, you mentioned both those players are, are mid-price or low, lower-price fantasy players. Rondon um, as well as um, Gray.
1: Yeah. And Gray, I think Gray is shooting up in price pretty quickly. There's a lot of people getting on that train. I must be honest with you, and I know I said it last week, and it was purely because last week uh, I would not put uh, uh, Conor Gallagher into my team, and I would be considering, you know, looking looking at Conor Gallagher, you know, in Crystal Palace side of things, you know, for for going forward. But uh, Palace do play Leicester again, you know, and then they play Arsenal, so uh, one tough game, one easy game. You can decide which one it is.
0: Easy game. Like I told you earlier, we back.
1: <laughs> okay. So realistically, Darren, um, how, how do you see this uh, this game finishing? Uh, how does, does Norwich take a beating, or is it going to be a little bit more hard fought than we thought?
2: I think Norwich is going to catch a hiding. I, I, I don't. Okay. When I say hiding, I think they're going to catch a hiding the entire season uh maybe not particularly this game um i do see everton walking away as winners um maybe Pookie gets lucky i mean um the last time they were in the the premier league Pookie did score i think he had 12 goals in his
1: last run in the premier league yeah, and he had a hat trick as well in one of them yeah so
2: i mean you, you for for a very Low budget striker that you can buy on your team, you can keep him on the bench, and gamble when he has the the, the weaker teams that he that he plays against. Yeah. I don't think Everton is one of those teams. Um, like I said, he might get lucky and he might get a goal out of it. But Rondon Gray, I and then especially, and I know he's not a big point scorer in the fantasy league, but Allen um, as a center as a, as a midfielder he's one of my favourite players in, 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 in Premier League but okay. obviously, like I said, not a big point scorer in the, in Fantasy League Yeah, but Everton definitely walking away victors from this
0: are, okay. you, are you being biased because uh, you guys share the same surname, yeah? Is that what's happening?
1: Uh, you asking uh, me smart, stupid call. Questions? smart call Hold on yeah. let, <laughs> uh, let the question stand <laughs> Sustained <laughs> I'm just asking questions, you know what I mean yeah, so put it out there. is is it a, is it a surname thing, Mister Allen? Not at all. Okay, Not fair enough. All. Yeah, so Norwich is looking at uh, the they go Everton, Burnley, Brighton, Chelsea, Leeds, Brentford, Southampton. It is a nice run. Andreas did point out to that last week on the Everton side of thing. They, they like I said, they have to be targeting this Norwich game because after that it's United, West Ham United, Watford, Wolves, Tottenham City. Uh, you know, so you might even go say when you're talking FPL thing. From FL perspective, having Pookie on over there to attack the games like Burnley, Brighton, possibly even Leeds, you know Brentford, are oh, very tough to break down. It looks like, and then you know Southampton yeah. as well. So it's going to be there. There's definitely value into getting Pookie in as a as a cheap attacker uh, that will enable you to rotate uh, attackers when you when you need to. So it helps helps get the money in in other. Other places allows you to spend money in other places. Now, West Ham United, we've just spoken about them playing against Man United. And obviously with the fact that they're playing right now against Man United and they're leading 1-0, they're coming into a game against Leeds. Leeds, arguably, arguably could have, should have, probably would have on any other day... um, They they could have really really scored exponentially more goals than they did uh, this past weekend against Newcastle. I think they took twenty two shots. Newcastle took seventeen shots. You know, nine shots on target by Leeds and only one goal for the on on target shots. When Newcastle had seven shots on target and one goal as well. I don't think Leeds goes two games in a row where they with a, with their type of football that they play where they don't score goals more than... And I say goals, not, not a goal, but goals. And I think that's going to happen again this week against West Ham. I think they will go at West Ham and play typical Leeds football. But the thing is, you look at West Ham, West Ham have got their man back, Antonio. And the man is tremendous. Uh, he barely put a foot wrong until... Until he put a foot wrong. Uh, Antonio's <laughs> quite literally, even after missing out one game week in, inside, you look at FPL, he didn't play one game week and he had a minus one in the, the week before. He's still the top scoring striker right now in FPL. There's value to that man. And Leeds defense can be got at. And Antonio is possibly, quite possibly, Captain material for this week in your FPL side of things. But yeah, Leeds cool, versus eh? West Ham, but Leeds versus West Ham is. It, it says high goal thriller again. I know we said Newcastle versus Leeds was going to be a high goal thriller. And I think as you say that about every time there's a Leeds game, be like, oh, this could be goals galore. And every time I've said it, it's been like 1 1. one and I'm like, oh. Because I've, I've played my FPL team around those. Uh, decisions, but yes, it's going to really be a Rafinha, Rafinha Bamford uh, kind of thing versus you know um, the target man of, of West Ham. It, it's going to be like that. And for me, for me to pick a winner is going to be difficult. And <sighs> Rafinha, right now, they say he has a 75% chance of playing with her because of a hip injury, but he'll probably play. I can't see him not playing. I can't see Bamford, you know, with his little ankle injury, not playing, you know what I mean? When it comes to a game like this, they're going to be on the field. They're they're probably going to be on the field. Jock, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, look, who would have thought Leeds haven't haven't won a game for the season yet? Um, I think they've drawn three games. um, That is correct. They've lost two. um, They're always going to score goals, but their defense is so leaky. Um, I don't trust any of the, the defenders, um, but the way Bizla, you know, plays plays the ball is he plays attacking minded. You've got a West Ham team that's, I don't know, for the last 18 months is scared of no team. So I, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think Antonio's back. I think uh, we'll call marking Antonio as a as a captain or potential captain pick. Big balls. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's gonna go cold i have a feeling that he might just go cold the next couple of game weeks and then go hot again um but we'll see i think it's probably the hardest game of the week to predict uh leeds versus man U- uh, west ham united
1: okay uh while you think about your prediction darren your thoughts
2: i think it's a it's a coin toss for who's going to be the winner in this game uh Really can't call out and out winner, but it is definitely going to be a high scoring game. I would back, uh, probably Banford more than Antonio. If I had to captain one of the, a player from either of these teams, I would really go for Banford Bamford more. Um, I have to agree with, with Tace as well, where Leeds, their defense is just so poor. I, I would, I would hate to be watching. And being a Leeds United uh, fan, watching them trying to maintain a one-goal lead or a or, or a draw coming up onto the 90th minute or the 85th minute, because they can concede at any time, and they have. Yeah,
1: that that has, so, is that is a problem, and yeah. and it it makes it very difficult, like you say, to to pick a decision over there. Um, yeah, look, I think I think Antonio monsters Bamford. Um, yeah, in, in especially if Bamford is carrying something, some form of injury, Bamford has the ability to go out there and get a hat trick. I just think Antonio has the ability to go out there and get more hat tricks.
0: Yeah, right. if you can, if... or a red card. And
1: if he, no. Or a red card. You're right. He has a little bit of, uh, but given, like I said, that. Uh, uh, it, like you said, you listened to that in last week's show, and there was uh, this stupid red card. Did not agree with the red card, but again, I think it was a culmination of uh, things over time which landed up, landed up causing that. And I don't, uh, in, and I think it's unexpected goals. I think Antonio only falls behind uh, Cristiano Ronaldo currently. I'll, I'll confirm that for you now if
0: you have to if you had to choose between the two as captain who who would you choose between the two i think Antonio is hands down the front front guy to call you um but if you 're looking at the whole you know the whole fantasy as a whole i think it's it 's a big call to 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 mark him as captain. It might be a potential differential yeah. when he, when you mm. when call it with regards to the captains um but yeah, he is the main man, you know. And if he's in, if he's on fire, the boy's on fire. You, can, you know, you saw that this season he's scoring goals for fun, you know.
1: Mm. Yeah, I can't. I can't really, you know. I'm I'm sitting, you know, in my my captain minded things right now. There, there's a bunch of thoughts that's going on there, uh, you know. And I'll speak about it in the must haves. But I do because I I own all three of them in my team right now, being uh, Ronaldo, Salah, and. Um, Antonio, I, I'm pretty sure my captain's going to come out of there. I know I think I said to Jeremy off air, I was like I'm pretty much going to, well I said it to Andreas as well I'm pretty much going to go through my season and go It's going to be Salah captain this weekend or is it going to be Ronaldo captain? You know, and I'm always going to pick one between the other because even when the team loses, you expect them to still score a goal, you know, yeah. or to, to be involved in one way or another. And so I'm not it's a difficult decision to make, but Based on the fact that the might be carrying something and Bamford might be carrying something, and Antonio has, you know, he has been phenomenal this season, and West Ham, you know, they were competitive without Antonio. But to put Antonio onto that field, they can really get at leads. You know, there's no reason why, you know, like I said, it can't be a high score. It could be a high scoring draw, but there's no reason that there can't be a hat trick out of Antonio. In a high-scoring draw. You know what I mean, uh, and from from, but yeah, I think uh, I think West Ham, West Ham. Are, are obviously, they've gone on a little bit of a lull with the two-two draw against Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace playing amazing this the season so far. I just want to call it like it is. Yeah, then they drew to Southampton. It's amazing. Another team that got a 0-0 draw against Southampton. Yes, uh, that was the game that uh, that uh, things things went south for things went south against Southampton uh, for Antonio and West Ham when they got the red card for Antonio. So he didn't get to play against United, which was a very, very stupid thing to have done um, considering the game upcoming against United. But it might be something that might reel him a little bit back in for to say, like, listen, let me che- let me check my aggressive tackling, you know, do I have to – I'm still a forward. Do I have to be aggressive tackling rather than using my muscle to uh, – because he is a very muscular man for a footballer to to be able to, to get in there and be, you know, with a low center of gravity to command space uh, in a physical way. Uh, and then you look at against – like you say, you look at the Leeds, uh, Leeds defense. I, I don't know. Is the Leeds defense highly physical? I don't think so. I don't think they're a highly physical defense. And if they're not a highly physical defense, this is prime pickings for for Antonio to, to go out there and, and get a result. So I think West Ham either get the result or it's going to be a high high scoring. I don't see Leeds winning, but it will be a high scoring draw. But I think West Ham bounce back from their two draws and loss to get another W and Leeds continue to search for their first win this season. Um yeah, so so that's where I'm at on that one. I
2: would just like to point out that uh, Harry Kane scored to put Tottenham ahead.
1: Penalty two 0 Tap
2: in. I didn't. Uh, I just saw the the update that he scored. I okay. he
1: penalty. Fair enough. Um, how does that make you feel, there, Jock, knowing that you're playing against uh, Harry Kane?
0: Um, I think it's going to be the best time to play against Harry Kane to be quite honest with you. I don't think he wants to be at Spurs anymore. I think he's regretting the decision that he's not at City. I think he's still got that hangover. Um he might go get over it um in the next couple of weeks or so. So I'm quite happy to play Spurs at the moment. Especially because of the fact that we've I, got I just to... asked you
1: I just asked you about Harry Kane. Bro. We'll get to we'll get to your Spurs <laughs> Spurs game later. Just chill It's like have you wrote have you wrote these notes down? Have you practiced no. this? Have you have you no, practiced no, no. what you're going to say to Darren? Eh? I've
0: been been reading about uh, Harry Kane being very depressed at yeah. uh, Tottenham. You know Hotspur. what makes
1: a, a striker feel less depressed
0: when he scores goals. That's right, he's right and he's goals. just got
1: yeah. one on now. This is this does not bode well for you. I'm just saying, how did it make you feel knowing that Kane just scored a goal? Who are you guys playing? Actually, they're playing Wolves. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, oh, hello, hello. There, there's a, de- a half decent sight half decent side that breaks my heart uh um, breaks mine
0: too breaks yeah. my fantasy heart
1: yeah i tripled up on that but i okay, we'll get we'll get to wolves a little bit later <laughs> too so but before we get there before we get there a team that i did not expect to lose this past week I did not expect to lose this past week Leicester lost to brighton for the first time in 40 something odd years Man, how depressing for me. Brighton's on four, man.
0: Brighton's playing ball, top four. Stop Brighton, saying that. This is what Andreas four. tells me. I'm so
1: unhappy. I'm so. I'm happy for. I suppose I should be happy for Brighton. And I know we just spoke about Wolves. Is Wolves the new Brighton? You know, Brighton are now getting those results that Andreas said they were going to get. And Jeremy said last season they were going to get. And I was like, I believed it. So, and. Anyway, anyway, enough about that. Leicester lost two one to Brighton. Uh, Leicester are at home to Burnley, uh, a team that lacks purpose and direction. I, I know. I know. Burnley came off a very unlucky, <laughs> very very unlucky 1-0 loss. Especially considering they took more more attempts at goals, the same amount of shots on target. They just didn't get the goal. God uh, with, a, with, a, with a, a fairly nice... Screamer. Screamer. With a, fa- with a, with a fairly nice screamer. Um, and if it wasn't for the fact that he had the screamer, did, does it look like the goals were going to come anywhere else for Arsenal?
0: Look, so, I think we're playing, we're going back. So if you if you go back to, to the 80s, Arsenal was early 80s, top team, late, mid-80s, they became... Well, they dipped they dipped massively, and you had um, Graham coming in, and he was there. Was all these, you know, he was winning one 0 winning one 0 winning one 0 uh-huh. and they used to call us boring Arsenal, and I think that's what's what's happening. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you guys got the one 0 win over Burnley, but uh, Burnley are playing against Leicester, and Burnley, although although I, I earmarked them for a team that's going down, I think they're going. They're going to go down because everything is going to be hard fought. And that's where their game against Leicester comes. It's going to be another hard fought match. But Leicester on the back of two losses now. They've lost to Man City. And they looked really good on the counter attack. Yeah. And then they were poorer against Brighton. Yes, Vardy got the goal. But you have to think that Vardy is going to look at this Burnley game and go, you know what? There's goals here for me. And, you know, two teams not, not really in form at all. Burnley, you know, like four losses and a draw. Leicester, three losses and two wins. And when they did get the wins, you know, it was against Norwich and it was against Wolves. And the Wolves game, they, you know, obviously Wolves, we speak about not getting the results that uh, that we're expecting them to get. Because they, they they outplayed Leicester, you know, their first three games. Anyway, I digress. Leicester versus Burnley, I think it eventually turns around for Leicester. I think they get that result. I think it's going to be another hard-fought win. And I don't know how long Burnley can keep this up before before their spirit is broken.
0: Yeah, I reckon I rate right, Burnley and Norwich's... Fighting for the wooden spoon, yeah. I think they're also one of the whipping boys of the season. Um, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with regards to those hard fought games. Um, I think they're gonna. It's it's a bad time for them to get onto the losing side because the last couple of years, you know, if you look at a cup, I think it was three or four years ago, they, they ended up seventh, you know, and and they were getting the one all wins. Um, I think this season. It's going the other way around, so I think they're getting the one 0 losses, you know. Mm. And I th- think Leicester might just turn us turn their little corner. Um, believe I, I think Body uh, will score. I think Harvey Barnes will get back on form because before his injury last year, he was playing the best best football for Leicester City. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think they're going to turn a turn a corner. I think it's a two 0 two one for uh, Leicester. Easy game actually.
1: Okay, Darren, are you, are you in agreement there?
2: I'm in agreement. I definitely think Body's scoring. Um, I wouldn't go as far to say as I think Burnley's going to drop this this season. I, I do feel that they they probably hit a slump right now. Um, just a quick one on the the Leicester Brighton game. Um, I know Brighton are milking the the how can I put it the the, the They run of form right now. But if you look at the stats, a quick one on the the Brighton and Leicester, I mean, they only had 37% possession.
1: Wow. Yeah, but, okay, Leicester, 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 keep in mind, they are historically a A counter-attacking team, and what you're saying right there, right now, is the fact that Leicester had as much possession as they did have against Brighton was was probably unexpected. I was expecting Brighton to, to do more holding, and with with Leicester getting that much possession, maybe they don't actually know what to do with it when they're when they're on an all out attack uh kind of thing. Maybe Yeah, maybe that was part of the reason that means they were obviously pressing. And because they're pressing, then you know, they they don't have that space that they usually operate in. Which I think It
2: doesn't pre-body up as as clearly.
1: Mm. Yeah, so so there we go. Um You've you've got a final score there. Mine is Leicester
2: two Lester
1: Leicester two nil. Yeah, I, I think we're all in agreement that Leicester ends up getting getting the win over here, um, and it should be relatively comfortable. Now, now, just little, little score update. Uh, it's two one now. Wolves have scored a goal. Just by the by, uh, don't 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 panic, Darren. Darren. Darren, don't panic.
0: Yeah, Darren, why tell us about Kane uh, scoring and
1: not Wolves scoring? What's
0: what's happening? Sorry, I can't hear you guys. I've got a
2: bad signal. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, talking about bad signal. Someone who does not have bad signal. Someone who has both feet and definitely the head in the game. Man does Saint Max look oh, yes. amazing, Beast, amazing, and Beast. left foot, right foot. You name it. Is there anything that man can't do? And I'm thinking to myself, why have Liverpool not raided the castle (laughs) for that man, St. Max? Is he not one of the best things to happen to the English Premier League? I mean, again, and I I like to speak about, although I generally like to keep things just football, but on and off the pitch, St. Max, pure gentleman, pure class, pure class. Massive fan. And he comes up against Ishmael Lazar, who's definitely the Watford man, as Watford are, are at home to Newcastle. And... and I th- I think, is this is this just a fun weekend where we, we look at games and we go, yes, there's going to be goals, like, everywhere, obviously, except for the Leicester-Burnley game. Uh, okay, maybe, maybe there's two goals there. But, yeah, I don't think so far we've had a match... Apart from, obviously, the Chelsea City game, which we expect to be pretty cagey, pretty tight um, throughout the match. You know, the rest of the matches on Saturday, it it might be a goal fest that we are looking at. Because, again, Watford don't have the best defensive record. Newcastle clearly don't have the the best defensive record. Watford have conceded eight. Newcastle have conceded 13. Watford, Watford have scored six. Newcastle have scored six. But now... There's an opportunity for them to to go at each other, and the standout man for for this, and you think it is going to be Ishmael Zahar versus Alain Saint Max to to decide, you know, who's going to be which team is going to come out on top. It, it is really going to be between the two of them. I think that will make that uh, uh, make that decision. Darren, your thoughts on on the boys up north versus uh, versus Watford?
2: I definitely think Newcastle's coming out the win on this one. Um, Watford, I do enjoy it. The, the, the the newly promoted teams doing well. I always enjoy it, especially when they start playing against the bigger teams. Um, but I think Newcastle are just too gritty for them. They 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 they, they play a um, I don't want to say championship football, like what Watford's what used to, but they are more physical. They do run the ball a lot harder. And Saint like you said, St. Max is just, he's on form. He's, he's He really is an all-rounder when it, when it comes to in, in front of the goals. Um, Watford, they will be that banana peel for, for some of the bigger teams. Mm-hmm. I think when we started talking about uh, Man City, Chelsea, United Liverpool race for, for the title. Watford's gonna be that team that starts pulling one back from the from the bigger teams. But against a team like Newcastle, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I, Newcastle
2: I won't underestimate them.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think they can. This is this is where the like you say, it is probably the these matches is where where the bottom bottom half of the table is gonna be decided. I don't I still I still don't see Watford uh, making it through the premier league i don 't think they they still land up uh, I think they get relegated along with Norwich and probably Burnley this season uh, you know i I was on that i haven 't really changed my mind yet. I do think Newcastle have more quality than Watford, and when Newcastle eventually do put it together i mean you know again you you say Newcastle sitting down eighteenth they just drew the team who was in seventeenth but you look at Leeds. And you look at Newcastle, well, at least you look at Leeds and you don't think, you know, it's relegation material. You look at Newcastle, you don't necessarily, you know, there's a potential for relegation material. But when you look at Watford, you kind of go, look, there could be a team that's coming up and going down uh, immediately. So diffi- difficult to difficult to to say, um, you know, the expectation for, for Watford and, you know, walking into this game, Watford obviously come off that that high of winning the, the 3-1 against Norwich. However, Newcastle, are, they're always always primed to eventually to just get there. And I think once they get there, Newcastle could build some momentum, get some results, see, see how things go. I mean, how does their things go? They play Watford, Wolves, Tottenham, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Brighton, Brentford. So it's not the worst run that uh, Newcastle have. And you compare that to, to Watford who go, uh Newcastle leads, Liverpool, Everton. Uh it's it's not the easiest run for Watford. But it's not bad either. And you know, you, you I think Newcastle get the job done. I think Newcastle I think Elaine St. Max goes out there and gives Newcastle that their first win of the season. Uh again, I don't think it's going to be a defensively sound game for either team. They do tend to concede, and I think it will be the team that uh, has the ability to score the most goals jock what, what, what do you see going over here do you think do you think Newcastle eventually get their first win of the season what would they have had two already
0: i think they're going to have to wait another week um, to be quite honest with you. okay i think uh, notoriously if you look at uh, if you look at newly promoted team first ten games it's as if they are just playing the best ball um you know home support um, if you look at at paper, paper-wise and you put the best 11 uh, of Watford versus the best 11 in Newcastle, paper-wise, Newcastle is miles ahead. But I think that, you know, with the beginning, it's always dangerous to play these newly promoted teams in the first couple of game weeks, purely just because they're still on that high. Uh, yeah. So they're a bit more cohesive. I rate it's going to be a 1-1. One, one. I might, I, I, I may, maybe even leaning towards... A, Late a late drama where we Watford scoring in the eightieth or ninetieth minute. Um I don't see I think I think Newcastle's gonna have to wait another week for a win. I must be honest with you.
1: Okay. Yeah, so final score there, Jock? One one. One one. Darren, where did you have it as?
2: Oh no, Newcastle.
1: Newcastle. I don't see the goals being as low as that. I can see a 3-1 Newcastle coming in there. And I see St. Max doing the damage that he's been promising to do, as he's actually been doing all season. Man, Call me a fan. Call me a fan. Call me a fan. Damn it, I said call me a fan. Say you're a fan. Say late <laughs> you're, you're a fan. fan. That's right, I'm a fan. Latham, you're a fan. That's, that's exactly it. You know what I'm also a fan of, and I, I'm glad you mentioned fans, Liverpool. Liverpool are traveling to <laughs> Brentford. And Brentford have had what has been a remarkable season so far. I mean, they got an easy tunnel victory over Arsenal first game. The, the draws against um, Palace and Villa. They did lose to Brighton, but again, that was in the last thirty seconds. And has nothing, nothing that Brentford have done this season has shown that they're anything but quality. And this is this is where where um, I think this is this is their trial by fire now, eventually. I think it is coming. I, I've been waiting for it to arrive, and I thought it was going to happen with Wolves. I mean, there was a lot of promise that Wolves have made all season. But Brentford now are sitting in a scenario where they, they, they run a fixtures, and this is what we are talking about last week. If they can get through the next next four games... You know, and they they have some points in the next four games. You're really going to know if they're genuinely genuine Premier League material because they play Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea, Leicester. None of that is easy. It's a it's a tough run of fixtures for them to play. And I don't think yeah. it, I don't think there is going to be many games that they're going to play that are going to be more difficult than. Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea, you know, throughout the whole season and they play them in the next three matches. You know, so I don't know what exactly they're looking for from uh, from the next three matches. Are they going to go out there and they say, you know, we're going to want to disrupt the big boys, we want to take a point off here or there, we're going to fight for a couple of draws? Because the truth is, when you go gung-ho against teams like Liverpool and Chelsea... These th- there are teams that are, have the ability to soak up pressure and hurt on a counter attack because they are so much more um, potent in in their finishing. You know they have that out and out quality, and you haven't seen Brentford really play a team that has had that out and out quality this season so far. So this is their first time, and I'm not saying that because Liverpool because I'm a Liverpool supporter. There's a reason why Liverpool and Chelsea are tied on the same amount of points so far this season. The only time they drop points is when they drew against each other one-one. They scored the same amount of goals. They've only conceded one goal each the season, and it was against each other. You know that has there. There is some value to that. I think Liverpool come there, and this is why when we're talking with us earlier about FPL kind of things, and you know the captain kind of choices. I mean, we've obviously spoke about Ronaldo against Aston Villa, we spoke about Antonio against Leeds, but make no mistake, you could be looking at a Salah special. You can be looking at a Mane. Mane is he's looking prime to to explode if he just starts to finish a little bit better. You you might go and say out there that maybe just maybe. The amount of shots that he takes in the game, he could both he could monster Salah and Ronaldo if he just gets the just has probably a little bit more control. Anyway, so yeah, so Brentford versus Liverpool, uh, Ivan Tony on the other side of that, and Embuemo. But Ivan Tony, the man is cool. Is he not? Yeah. Is he not? Cool, I think, I think. I think you know, cool in every sense of the word. I mean, when he slotted his penalty away, he, he even looked cool doing it. You know what I mean? It, you see, you see a lot of guys that will run up, Vardy will run up and smash a ball into the back, and then Salah will run up and smash at the ball. Um, you know, when Fernandez does it, obviously he does the the run, skip, hop, jump, roll. Um, watch the keeper go and then pass the ball into the back of the net. It was very effective. Very effective. But Ivan Tony just it felt like he kind of stepped up. He had it, he had a little bit of a a Fernandez hop in him. Didn't he? Kind of look like you know that delay hop type thing. And then he just slotted the ball in the back of the net as if there was no pressure. That that he, he knew it didn't matter if the keeper dove the right way. He put he put it the placement on there. And he and he got that result. It was just, it was just perfect.
0: And you know, he's only played his fifth game in Premier League. It looks like he's played his 300th game. You know, yeah,
1: exactly. And mm. and for that, I think that must be something that is very worrying to um to to any defense. But then Andreas did allude to the fact that if Matip and Van Dijk start, the difference that that centre pairing makes to makes to to Liverpool, makes to the Liverpool team something that you can build on because you have that out and out confidence that whatever's gonna happen is it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna you you can you can rest be rest assured that you can go out there, you can attack because back in defense, you know you're fine. Um little side note, Mane versus Salah, um Mane has created more chances more big chances and has had more shots in the box. He has, and he has also had more shots. He has just lacked accuracy, so he has less shots on target. So there, there is some value in that. So just uh, if you are out there and you're, you're trying to make a decision between Salah and Mane. If you play the differential, Mane might be the man, unless there's a penalty. It's the penalty that I think is the only reason that hurts Mane. If, you know, James Milner is on the pitch, James Milner should be taking the penalties for Liverpool because that's what he does. And then I suppose that evens the playing field in a way. But Mane has a hat-trick in him, like Salah has a hat-trick in him. You've got two guys out there that have the ability to go big. You've got Diego Jota, who has been off form, off late. But if he returns to form, you know, you've got another hat-trick man out there as well. So you've, you've got goal scorers in many places. And I don't think Brentford have goal scorers in many places, which makes the defensive setup, because they haven't really faced a team that has multiple, I think the, the, team that, the, the team that had the most outlets, you know, attacking outlets that they have faced, would have been Wolves and possibly Villa, but most likely Wolves. But Wolves just seemed to not be there. Or Brentford really just nullified them. And I, I can't tell you, I can't tell you which one it was. But yeah, yeah I mean, early early doors in the game, you were looking at uh, Traore smashing the ball against the crossbar. I think he hit, did he hit the crossbar and the upright in the game. I know he smashed the crossbar. crossbar. Yeah, so. Had that ball gone in, you know, if it was a couple of inches lower, you know, that would have changed the, the whole face of the Brentford game. Brentford would would effectively have been chasing. So from that aspect, from that aspect, it's, it's going to be a very tough day for Brentford. And I know I've, I've done all the speaking now. That's purely because Liverpool's my team. So I'm going to give you guys a chance to tell me why I'm wrong that I think Liverpool walk away with a clean, clean 2-0 victory. Who I honestly
2: don't. I don't think you're wrong at all. I think this is where Brentford gets brought back down to size. I think they they are running a bit high, uh, rightfully so. They've been playing well, but they're running up against the Liverpool team that can really punish them. They really, really can hurt them here, and if they're not careful, this could be a big
1: hiding. Okay. I, I wouldn't go as far as saying big hiding, but I like the way you're thinking. I like where your head is at. Uh, let's hope it is Salah and Jota that do the goals because they're in my FPL team. So let's hope for that. Um, I don't know how you feel about What does your FPL team look like right now anyway? Do you have, have livable assets?
2: I do have Jota.
1: You have Jota. So for for yours and my sake… And Okay, well, if Metip scores a goal and gets a clean sheet, hey, you know, more, more power to you. But let's hope that Jota does it for the both of us. Jock, any any Liverpool assets in your team?
0: Yeah, I've got uh, I've got Salah and I've got uh, Alex Arnold. What's happening with him, by the way? Why is he not playing? He,
1: he is apparently a little bit sick. So, uh, and I'm not entirely sure if he is going to be playing this weekend. Which makes it very interesting because that means Mulner will most likely start and if Mulner starts, he's most likely on penalties. So if a penalty does does uh, arise. Um
2: yeah. well classified
0: as a midfielder,
1: right? He is classified as a midfielder, yeah, but it, he's a, he's a guy who plays everywhere in the field. So it's not uh yeah. it's not uh <laughs> Yeah, you just you just don't know. You just don't know if He he can literally play anywhere and then he'll be pretty decent at it. Uh, Let's see see what the latest update. And again, you're going to want to listen to um, uh, or see if you can catch, make your decisions on your team right at the end. No, it looks like uh, from what I can see, uh, there are no COVID symptoms. They test regardless. He should be fine in a few days, but Norwich comes too early. So potential return on the 25th. That was the last time. That they spoke was on the twentieth, and that was obviously before Norwich, uh, the Liverpool Norwich game last night.
0: Um, yeah, I'll I'll wait for for Klopp's interview, um, and if if he does not start, it will be a quick um, quick swap around for Robertson. Uh, I think I want another Liverpool defender, especially for this game week. I don't think. Um, uh, Brentford's going to score any goals against Liverpool so I think you you want a, a Liverpool defender in your team um i do i ever i do i ever rate um their striker Brentford striker man um I, I think he's tony. yeah tony I think he's the he's the guy that you keep on your your bench you know he's one of those low budget forwards that will score ten goals this season um
1: ten goals plus. Yeah, um, for and sure,
0: he, and he looks a bit like a team player as well, man. Um, I yeah. like him. I like him a I lot. I like
1: that you said that though, because that uh, um, that to and um, oh, where he could less. have gone for gone for goal, could have played very selfish. 100%. No, pr- no problem being a team player, and now that, that like you say, that is refreshing, man. It is refreshing to see, but it might be if you are looking at a Brentford guy to bring in. You know, it might. This is probably not the time to be looking at it. Again, no. purely based, you know, if you're looking at FBL, Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea, Leicester, probably after that, you know, when they go Burnley, Norwich, Newcastle, be like, listen, Tony, Tony, might he might have even dropped in further value. You know, yeah. he's currently at 6.3, and it might be a time to actually get on him at that point in time. So, final score there, Liverpool versus Brentford? 2 0. 2 0.
0: Yeah, clean sheet for Liverpool. Uh,. Easy to know. I think Salah's on a score sheet. I think he might be on a score sheet for a penalty. Uh, hopefully, Milden does not start because otherwise, that will cut my whole captaincy out. Because I do, I am contemplating making Salah my captain for this game week. Um, it's between him and Lukaku. But uh, as we discussed earlier, Chelsea's playing City. Lukaku doesn't really do well with regard to the top four teams. Look at my change, and I do think this season. Lukaku will be scoring against the top six teams, but I'm not willing to take that gamble right now. I'd rather take the gamble on Salah than uh, Lukaku.
1: Okay, cool. Right, so that ends off for uh, Saturday. Saturday, obviously, with all the 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 so-called big teams playing. You know, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United, uh, Man City, and uh, e- and even. Uh, they're going to have to wait for the, one of the other flying uh, flying high teams, uh, Brighton, who only play on Monday night. You know, so we will know at the end of Saturday who will be on top of the Premier League going into the next week. Because I don't think uh, the the likelihood that Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man United, and Man Man, well, and Man United all drop points for Brighton to go out and beat Crystal Palace on Monday night is unlikely to see to see that happening. So, what, come come into Saturday we'll know who will probably be on top of the Premier League going into the following game week. Yes, that being said, there's three matches left on the weekend. Um Southampton versus Wolves. I think this is a game that Wolves need. It's coming at the it's come at the right time because they've obviously come off <laughs> a, a match against a match against Brentford. And again, the whole season has said, you know what, Wolves Wolves have been fantastic against the, the big teams, but they were absolutely wasteful, impotent in attack against Brentford. Not, didn't register a single shot on goals, all game. Darren, your, your thoughts on, on Wolves, did I get it wrong so far this season? I've been praising Wolves, I've tripled up on Wolves' assets. And I think to myself, the underlying stats are there that support my decision. I mean, they are there, but Wolves just nothing.
2: I I thought Wolves were going to be a lot better than they are this year. Um, especially with people like Traore coming in there. I mean, as soon as I heard Tottenham looking at, at buying him, I, I was over the moon. We never obviously signed him, but he's, he's, he's one of those players that you want on your team. Um, with regards to them against Southampton, I think Southampton, after losing their striker, Ings, um, they, they just really aren't threatening enough. They, they did manage to get a 0-0 with, with Man City, but it's just not there for them this season. I don't see Southampton doing well. Um, they do have Ward-Price. He's always dangerous on a on a set piece. Um, can't can't take him out of the game at all. But if I have to choose somebody, yeah, I'm going to say Wolves.
1: Okay. Yeah, and and you I think you're you're 100 right uh, when you when you say that. The the thing is with with Wolves and with Traore, Traore has taken more touches in the box than both Salah and Mane the season so far. Let that sink in for a little bit. He, the, although he hasn't, you know, shots on target has been boy, horrific. I mean, The
0: boy does not know how to finish. He just does not know how to finish. Um, you know, he can run 80 meters, he can dribble past five guys, he gets one-on-one with the keeper and he'll, I don't know, hit a crossbar, flush it to the right. He doesn't know how to finish. Um, Do you I think it's a finesse versus
1: power issue?
0: I think so, yeah. I think so. He can't <laughs> can't shoot soft, you know. <laughs> Everything is at a hundred and fifty percent. Even a boy's gymming is, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he 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 he's pretty he's pretty he's pretty stacked for sure. um in, in in the in the muscle department. And you know, obviously you can see at these again we speak about like Antonio, but the physical prowess of Troy is is something else. Um but there has to be a point, Jock, that you must be asking yourself is like, can this continue at some point? You know, he, he, it has to come off him. It can't be bad all the time. And do you get the feeling that if he starts getting a goal year or an assist there, you know, and he can build his season, that it can really take off at some point? Or do you just see this continuing the way it's going?
0: No, I think he's going to do the same. I think he will score a couple of goals. Right, he'll score about five between five and ten goals for the season. But the hype that's around him, yeah, the guy runs through absolutely everyone you just mentioned before. He's got more touches than anyone in the in a, in the league. He's got more touches than Salah. Um, he doesn't know how to finish. I don't think he's had a consistent season in his career where the boy scored 15 goals plus. Um, I don't, I just don't rate him. I think, honestly, um, I've, I've looked at Wolves and I looked at their team um, and I looked at their managers. I think this game might be a bit tricky for them. You know, Southampton's busy finding their feet right now. They could have played a great 0-0 game against City. I think, yeah, I do believe City should have won that game. But it showed their resilience by by not conceding against one of the best teams in the world, you know, not just... Yeah, the but Premier I
1: think team. that was more down to the fact that City were just poor and made mm. Southampton look good. I, I don't think it was uh, that much on... So I don't think Southampton were the cause of the fact that City didn't score. Well, okay, that's my point of view. But I, no, sorry sorry for interrupting. Mm. Go, go right ahead.
0: No, I just think it's one of those... um Difficult games to predict this game week. Mm. I think it's similar to the Leeds game where, where it's almost impossible to predict who's going to be the winner. Yeah, you know who 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 rocks up on a day. You know, if uh, Wolves rock up, they win two nil. If uh, South, Southampton plays the cagey ball, they do, they do they win one 0 You know, so so what do you you know what's the call? Yeah, it's, it's so tough to call at the moment that, you know, I tend to. To favour the home team when it's a when it's a very very tough tough game, and I think the with the fans being back this season does count a massive thing. I think we saw that with COVID, uh, with no fans being in the stadiums and stuff, a lot more away teams won. You know, yeah. um, so I think that's your that's your 12 player. You know, um, is your home team, and if, they might they might be able to, you know, take Southampton over and get their one winners. You know.
1: Okay, wow, uh, Southampton mm-hmm. one 0 winners for you, Darren. You, you what was your, what, what was your final score feeling on this one?
2: I'm going to say one 0 to Wolves and so just to kind of shut you guys up a little bit. Traore is going to score that one. Hey,
1: yeah, right. I, I've got Traore in my fantasy team. I hope the man <laughs> goes crazy. I've got Jimenez in my team as well. You know, because that's side of the thing, Darren. If you, is do you think Jimenez is going? to... At some point in time, Jimenez, you know, he's got to return to form, and he has a history of being rather clinical in the box. And if that comes right, and again, I still I feel like walls. If walls, if walls can get off, you know, they can they can get some really, really good, uh, good big score lines. I mean, that that could happen for them. It, it could go it. it yeah, I just I just still I look at Southampton. I'm thinking, what is going on there? I, I can't remember if it was between them and Burnley that I decided that was. I'll have to go back and check, but it, it Southampton might have been one of the teams that I said was going to go down. It uh, it could. I be. wouldn't.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if Southampton went down this season.
1: Yeah, so from from you say one 0 Wolves. I think you're underselling it a little bit. I think uh, I, Southampton have uh, dodged a couple of bullets so far this uh, the this season with a bunch of draws. I mean, they drew against Man United, Newcastle United, Southampton United. No, I'm just joking. There's in the United beyond Southampton, sure. and then <laughs> Manchester City. I mean they they've got they've got their draws there. They've only scored four goals all season. Uh, Wolves have only scored two goals all season, I can't believe, it. I cannot believe it, eventually the team's got to change, That eventually they're going to have to live up to their XG at some point in time, and eventually it has to arrive somewhere, and if it does arrive, There's no better team to take a whipping than Southampton because their support is kind of expected. like They're thinking to themselves, hey, it's eventually going to happen. Ah, It's it's another 7-0. It happens every once in a while. It happens at least once a season kind of thing. And Wolves could be the team that does it to them. Maybe maybe that's just the belief that I have in there, but I'm hoping Wolves go out there and I hope Wolves smash and I hope Southampton uh, don't score a goal. Uh, I kind of need it for my FPL team, please, and thank you uh, to all the football gods that are out there. You know, whichever God you pray to, just uh, ask him to uh, lend some support in my uh, my fantasy FPL team direction, if you don't mind. Keep 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 me in your prayers, boys. Uh, I'll appreciate that. Um, now, very,
0: very biased to
1: the um,
0: to your fantasy team, there, huh?
1: I'm I'm having a tough season, and Are again, you? like I said, I've all the underlying stats for every single decision I have made. I have i believe i have statistical data that supports it but the problem is you know they say you'll win 9 out of 10 games um i keep picking the the ones <laughs> i keep yeah. picking the other side of that fence and and it hurts a little uh, you know i haven't i haven't quite got to the point that uh um, I'm chewing my own nails off, but I, I have comfort rocked in the shower as I cried and cried <laughs> um, after the game weeks as they go by and I think to myself, how bad can this be? And then I think to myself, well, look, if no one else has these players, if I'm doing that poorly, if they all happen to go off on one week, I catch an exponential amount of people out if it pays off on one single week. and yeah. that's common, uh, But it needs to happen in more than one week. That's the thing. I did have uh, two wolves, wolves players
0: in my team. Um, I had um, Jimenez, which I actually um, sold last week,
1: uh-huh.
0: um, and I've got Semedo, um as well, which I rate. I rate Semedo highly. I think he's a quality player. I think um, where he's playing on the pitch versus what fantasy is putting him on, with it's, it's a bit of a you know. I think he's playing in a more in a wing than a actual defender, uh, out of uh, position uh,
1: defender. Yeah.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So there's points to make on the Oak, but um, Wolves. Are, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Wolves. I think they're a bit inconsistent at the moment. I think they're borderline unlucky on certain things as well. There was game changes where you know uh, Trahori, you mentioned it earlier, he hit the crossbar. It could have changed if he hit the goal. You know, uh, yeah. It would have been a completely different game. And it and it, it's as if it's happening a lot already to them. And we're only in a, We're only talking about game week six now.
1: You know. Yeah. That's which brings me back to: Are they the Brighton of last season? All, all the X uh, XG and uh, whatnot, uh, and uh, it's all it's all it's all very disappointing. Let's put it <laughs> put it mildly, because again, like you say, you got Semedo. I have Semedo, Troy, Jimenez in my fantasy team. You know how many points I get of them? None. I get no points of them. I don't want to. I don't even want to. I don't even want to think to myself as, do I land up putting the whole Wolves team into the dead to me list? I mean. <sighs> <laughs> Malpai, w- w- when we talk about uh, Brighton a little bit later, and I know he's scoring, and Andreas must be loving him. And he's loving it. And Andreas is having the greatest time. Be like, I can see him at night, you know, going to bed giggling, like he puts his head down his pillow. Be like, <laughs> Malpai scored. Leighton's going to be so unhappy. I'm <laughs> thinking to myself, because I know this, I'm thinking to myself, what a dick. You know, you shouldn't be thinking those things, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but I think I'm hoping wolves we'll don't turn into the bright last season, and I need, I need, I need, again, like I said, in your prayers, guys, uh, make sure that Wolves get a thundering victory uh, this weekend because the Wolves lined up their, their next matches. It's Southampton, Newcastle, Aston Villa, Leeds, and Everton. They are prime, prime to get really good points, and I'd, you, like, I'd like to get some.
0: Are you saying that even if uh, Wolves drop points, you'll still have three Wolves players in your team? Game week
1: seven. Um, I'm not entirely sure because I'm I'm carrying. I, I don't believe I'm making any transfers this week, so I'll be carrying transfers across because my forwards is Antonio Jimenez, Ronaldo, so it, I, I can mix and match there. Uh, and my midfield is Salah, Jota, Torres, Triore, and Gray currently, so I can mix and match there. the The defense is a little bit uh, is a little bit thin. I've got you know Duffy, Alonso, Semedo, and uh, well. Brandon Williams and Eric Dyer. Now, I, I, if I was going to tell you that there's a weak part in my defense, <clears throat> Darren, can you can you can you point out where, where the weak uh, where the weak link in my defense is? Considering I, I I'm never no going to considering I'm never going to to play five defenders ever. So Brandon Williams at a four at a four million was kind of he's really an enabler to allow me to have four half decent defenders. I say that. Because, I mean, with Marcus Alonso uh, and Semedo, if he comes right, I still have Dye and Duffy, and Duffy keeps doing good things, so there's no reason to change him. I mean, he's at 4.2 million currently, I think. 4.2 or 4.3, whatever it was. Um, <sighs> Eric Dye is going to have i I didn't actually wanna give my prediction on the next match i kind of wanna i wanna i wanna i'm gonna hold back a little um which one of you is older uh, i'm older oh yeah are you, yeah, darren yeah. is he older than you yeah he is. okay cool respect your eldest let uh let Jock speak first
0: i um, i'm glad that we won our last two games um <laughs> we' bringing a little bit of form i'm not i'm not going in it as confident as um Previous seasons, we so you got the one 0 against
1: Norwich. Thirty the shots one. all 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 game uh, to get one one goal, and then you got one goal against Burnley. We took thirteen shots, five less than Burnley, and Burnley are a defensive team. So yeah, okay. Back to what you were saying about how attacking the attacking prowess of Arsenal and uh, what they get done. <laughs>
0: Like what? what? What I was gonna say, and then what us? What I alluded to earlier was, uh, we we going. It looks like we're going back to the boring, boring football, winning the one nulls. Okay. Um, and I do believe, you know, if we do win, um, Sunday, um, it's going to be one 0 I think it's going to be probably another masterclass from either Odegaard or a Saka, which just scores a, a wonder goal. Or I don't think it's it, it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I must be honest with you. Uh, Harry Kane notoriously scores a lot against Arsenal. I ever don't think he's going to score this uh, this Sunday. Um, I don't think he's in the right frame of mind. I know you guys did a lead earlier that he uh, scored a goal uh, tonight. But yeah, we'll see. It's an interesting game, I think it's the best time to play Spurs at the moment. You know, I think um, it's a good time, good time to play them. I think their ego's a bit bruised because they got drubbed last weekend. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's a complete different conversation first three weeks versus the last two weeks of Spurs, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, so, so your your standout, standout, what about Aubameyang? How do you feel about him?
0: No, it's hot and cold at the moment. Um I do think it's because he's, he's he will get form. I think he will hit form this this season again. Um, but I don't think it's all about him anymore. I think it's about the kids that's around him. I think it's about your Emil Smith Rowe. I think it's about your uh, you know your your Odegaard, your 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 Saka, um, our Tierney. He's also mm-hmm. phenomenal. I think our our goalkeeper change that we've now made recently, and I hope I hope that we stick with that. And um, Ramsdale's phenomenal, man. Um, he's, he's way more com- um, more commanding in the box compared to a Leno. Um, I think he's a better shot stopper as well than Leno. Mm. Um, so we'll see. And he's a kid. You know, he's 20, 22, 23 years old. I think half our team at the moment is 23 and less. You know, you're know, you looking at Pepe, which is also 22, 23 years old. So I think the future is there. I don't think um, Arsenal this season
1: you've got a big squad, though. I mean, you guys have a big squad. It's uh, it's not like you you don't have uh, options. I do have. I do have a question. Um, while we talk about your young players, and, and from an Arsenal perspective, and I listened to a lot of Arsenal supporters before the season, Callum Chambers, as your right back, or when he does play, how is your feelings towards him? I know you you guys brought in Ben White, He's another young man, but Callum Chambers, what is your thoughts on him?
0: Don't rate him. I think he's inconsistent. I think he makes stupid decisions. I think we throw him into big, big games. Um, yeah,
1: that is very strange. I don't, I don't
0: understand crazy, that. That's man. Like, I don't understand what we're doing with the guy, you know? Uh, you could barely get a game last season and a season before and a season before. Now he's starting big games, you know? I don't, don't rate him. I don't rate Chambers. I think he's always there for some sort of mistake, you know? If it's now, if, if the other team capitalizes on it or not, there's always a mistake in his game, come mm. 90 minutes, it's just, I don't know if it was me, I, th- I don't even think he's a mid-table team player I think he's one of the, he must go play for for, for a Brighton or a, or a lower team, or even a borderline championship team, you know, I don't rate okay. him at all, and I think that's, that's one of our weaknesses
1: And are you guys bringing any injuries into this weekend?
0: No, not that I'm aware of
1: Well, I'll actually have a squiz out for you because I think Tierney um, might be injured. Yeah, so Tierney, again, he has thigh injury. He was cramping and then they say currently being assessed. So, again, the the status update was a little while ago, but uh, 50% chance of playing. And then, uh, well... Look, that's key
0: for us winning this game. If Tini starts or not, if he doesn't start, I think it's a, already a different game. You know, he changes, he changes the the whole side that he plays. You know, attacks and defence. Um, I think he's a phenomenal player. I think he's crossing, he's great. I think he's dribbling, he's great. He's just in the wrong defence, if I can call it that. We don't have the best defenders. He's our standout at the moment.
1: Okay, um, so Darren, uh, before I uh, come back to Jock about the game and his predictions and his final scores, um, just side note, at this very moment in time, Wolves have uh, equalized with Tottenham. Uh, Pudence has uh, scored, and they ha- are effectively taking, again, this seems to be a thing that Tottenham go through game in and game out. They They really soak up a lot of shots. But you see that every single game for Tottenham. Is there something that's missing in the Tottenham attack? Are they just? Are they never going to be an out and out super attacking side? And now with the ex-Wolves manager, oh, you know, you're bringing Nuno in there, and he's a defensively minded uh, manager. How do you feel about your chances or the type of play that you think Tottenham is going to bring to? a London derby against Arsenal. Have we lost Darren? Looks like it, yeah. Okay, I thought he was just straight facing while uh, while he uh, while he was uh, talking to you. But for the listeners out there right now, Darren Scott he uh, is actually it's actually a, it's an amazing freeze frame right now um, <laughs> where, where he's uh, straight lipped uh, as if he almost looks angry while he was listening to Jock speak about about Arsenal. Um, well, well, I'm just gonna. Uh, And we're going to see if we can quickly get Darren back online. He is coming to us all the way from the the land of Scott. Uh, So just hold on to your horses. Let's see if we can get this. Okay, so we we fortunately have got Darren back in. Uh, Darren, can you just blink twice if you're okay, so that we can see you? Because All good. just now it looked like uh, <laughs> that you were straight-lipped, angry, facing while Jock was speaking about Arsenal. How much of the um, the Arsenal rhetoric did you did you hear before you decided to disconnect?
2: Um, Jock was waffling on about tyranny or something like that.
1: Oh, waffling. Waffling out about Tierney. Yeah, he did, he did do that a little, uh, in all fairness. So, uh, did, did you hear when I told you that, uh, Wolves have good, uh, equalized against Tottenham? Did you? I did think you that's that
2: why one? my, my signal cut.
1: Ah, oh, is, is that when your signal cut? Okay. Yeah. So what I, what I was saying at the time is you, you have a history with Tottenham, which generally tends to soak up a lot of pressure. They, they tend to, have a lot of shots taken against them. Now with your new coach, Nuno, in there, what is the expectation from the Tottenham team? Are they, do you ever feel that they're going to be expansive enough to to go out with an all-in-all, out-and-out attack kind of vibe? Or do you you start to feel that your, your team is becoming uh, really defensive to the point that you're going to hope for one or two chances which you're going to rely on the clinical finishing of Harry Kane to get you through?
2: Yes and no. So I think when, when Jose came in, that's when we really started becoming that defensive minded team. Uh, we really played the, the, the brand of football that he brought in. Early games this season, Nuno has carried that quite evidently with all our wins coming from 1 0 wins, right? Um, against the, against Chelsea, we sat back. Um, we tried to soak up a lot of the, the pressure that they, they put on us and our counter just wasn't there. We couldn't counter a team like Chelsea as compared to a team like Wolves and, um, and quite right, rightfully so, Manchester City in the the beginning of the season. So defensively as the, Support. I don't want to say that we're, we're stuck to that. I believe that Nuno is the right coach to, to bring us out of that mindset, to have us start playing more expansive football, get our, uh, get the likes of Son, um, uh, on, on, wing back, um, and really have them play a, a brand of football that supporters want to see. Okay. If that's the the, the right terminology, um, well, it's for you. I mean, you,
1: you have to yeah. From, from your, you know, without trying to be too uh, objective, I I expect you to to be really a lot more. Feel free to 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 give Jock a little earful about uh, so, so give us some biased opinion. You know, you're this a total supporter.
2: Was, this is where I was coming to. This is where, Nuno unleashes the beast. That is Tottenham. Uh, <laughs> we are definitely going to see the best attacking version of of Tottenham that we've seen in a very long time.
0: Okay, um, so That's all, all form. You've got Harry Kane that's depressed. Who's going to score your goals? You've got Ndobele, which just scored, by the way.
1: And
2: you
1: know, as a... be nice. He Arsenal, kept quiet. he was Arsenal, paused.
2: As Arsenal plays, I don't even think we need our strikers to... To score, you'll score the goals for us. Oh, snap.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so Darren, uh, back back to the question: If you've got Son and you've got Kane on the field, um, who takes up the final third attacking position for you guys?
2: Obviously, with the Melina uh, not there anymore, um, it it leaves the, the the door open for for. A couple of guys, really. I mean, we've got people like Ndombele, but he's going to be always going to be playing more, more defensively. But I do like him in front of the goals as well. Lasalso is there. Mm.
1: That, that, I, I'm that, a fan of uh, of uh, old uh, Bergwijn. I, I must be honest. I think he's I think he's a quality player that doesn't get enough minutes. But he is injured, isn't he? He's I think yeah. he's out as well uh, for the game. I'll just have a quick squiz over here uh, Where, currently.
0: Where's, where's Dele Alley? Z Alley. He just yeah, gave okay. the assist
1: for Nbele For No, for, for Kane. He gave the assist this game. Mm. He's uh, back and he's playing. I,
0: I thought he was going to be the dark horse for Spurs. I thought that because Jose had left, um, that he would be flourishing. Um, and he had early signs of that. Um, he would be my third player up front if if I was a Spurs supporter.
1: But you're not. So uh especially yes. not this weekend. So as far as Allen uh, Mr Allen has said to me, uh, he said, Shut your face, your opinion means nothing. <laughs> so he actually just what Lucas, he actually just watched up that to me. He's is like, get to there. stop. Yeah, Lucas Moura is there, but is I think he's I think he's also uh, on on the injury list, I think that's uh, that's part of the problem. I think Bergwijn comes back. I think it's back this weekend, and I think that changes the Tottenham attack. Because if you look through the season now, you have to remember Arsenal did take thirty thirty shots against Norwich, right? Which is immense, but it is that that has put them beyond Tottenham in amount of shots taken the season. Although Tottenham has still taken more shots on target. But yes, less shots, less shots in the box. But they have created equal amount of big chances, equal amount of expected goals. Uh, Tottenham have actually scored more goals than Arsenal, obviously. Possession has roughly been the same. But Tottenham, which is now is a surprising point. Nuno sets up, or you believe he's a defensive-minded uh, coach, the ex- the goals conceded this season. I think Tottenham have conceded, have conceded, let me just confirm this for you. They have conceded six. Arsenal have conceded nine. And, you, and your thought is, but Tottenham started off the season so tight with their 1-0. With their so, you know, um, the 1-0 against City, 1-0 against Wolves, 1-0 against Watford, conceded three against Palace conceded three against Chelsea. So they've gone all the ones and then a bunch of threes that have gone against them. And if they are doing things in threes, is this, if you you believe in patterns, do you think uh, where Arsenal lost 2-0, 2-0, 5-0, okay, given that to City, so 2-0, 2-0, 5-0, but then they beat Norwich 1-0, they beat Burnley (sighs) 1-0. Is it going to be 3 or one that that Arsenal are going to beat Tottenham? Oh, oh, there we go. There's the eyes (laughs) there. I've been waiting for that. Uh, Darren, Darren, you're way too friendly, man. You, you need to, you need to tell Jock why his team is rubbish. Give, give, give us, give us some support to talk here. I want the bias. I want the, listen, Kane is going to run out there and he's going to swing that ball into the back of the net. You know, Son is going to be coming at Arsenal because Arsenal's defense is nothing except for absolute rubbish this season. And if you had to think that there is going to be a player that can go at a rubbish defense, heung Song is it. He can unlock. 100%. He can unlock that Arsenal defense. And sorry, Jock, this is where, you know, this is where, uh, we, we have to get a little bit real here. You guys have gone back to back wins. You guys have been the laughing stock of the season, obviously for good reason. Yes, you guys got the wins, but the problem is you walk into a game like this, or at least as far as I'm concerned, you walk into a game like this. If Kane is, Eventually, he has to, like you say, he's been a little bit depressed. And he's a little bit, been a little bit hostile, but he's not doing himself any favors. You know, he's not going anywhere. If the realization kicks in that he has to be part of this team and he needs to commit to this team and make some deal to either duck out midsummer or at the end of the season, he naturally wants to make his stock as high as possible, and to do that. Means Kane needs to return to form because Kane is a, historically a great, great attacker. The problem with Tottenham is they're not playing the type of football that you expect Tottenham to be playing, which is the which is the best best possible. So, I think Tottenham would or should smash Arsenal. But if there was ever a time for Arsenal to play Tottenham, it's now. Yeah. Which makes Sunday so interesting for a neutral fan. Uh, you know, we always hope that uh, you know, as a Liverpool supporter, I hope that both of you guys lose. You know, obviously, <laughs> and that can only happen if there's a draw. But realistically, a draw is a highly likely result for me. I wonder what the I wonder what the odds are for the game. Uh, do we do we do we see this guy? This guy have I'm going to have a quick squiz on the um. Uh, on the odds. And Darren, give me your final score and why you think, uh, why you, how, and and are you guys going to have a little bit between the two of you? A little something, something?
0: No, 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 no. Every time I bet, um, yeah, every time I bet and, um, Arsenal loses. So no more betting, especially for the big games. If you were, uh, I don't know. Crystal Palace fan, I would be betting, but uh, we're playing Spurs this week on okay. Sunday, so no betting on this side. And I'm trying to stick with it. Um,
1: <laughs> okay,
0: Darren. <laughs> that's betting last season, Darren. You that
1: can't let him get away no with one, this. You can't let him get away this is with
2: this. Why no one will remember your name, Jock? Um, no, I also lay I up believe-
1: on par fives. You know what I mean? So
0: what? What? So I didn't get it? that. I said I also lay up on par fives. So.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah that's <laughs> right. that's quite sad. But okay, so actually Arsenal walk into this match uh 13 to 10 favorites and you know with, with Tottenham at 22 to 10. So the bookies have Arsenal as favorites and I think that might possibly good chance that that is a mistake. Um you know for if you're a Tottenham fan or if you're just a fan of football I just I don't see Arsenal getting the win I don't know if I see Tottenham getting the win um but surely surely Darren you have to at least have something you guys can do it like a a, a, you might even do a shoey. you might ask him to do a shoey, like a good old fashioned Australian if you win he has to down a beer out of his shoe how does that sound
2: I believe a beer and a tequila
1: a beer and a tequila well there we go standard bet standard bet jock are you going to accept this man's bet here in a tequila I don't want to.
0: guys I don't want to I'm so, so superstitious with regards to arsenal and betting I can't I really really can't we can do no we can't we can't bet we really really can't. I just want to let you guys know that
1: uh, so I call you your girlfriend <laughs> what <laughs> what? Okay, I think I think we're gonna so we're gonna just, try uh, keep this a little bit PG because things things are <laughs> might be getting rough. And yes, you're gonna say Arsenal have scored double the double D lead with Smith Rowe, uh, getting the Miles goal. Wrote, but Miles but Ad. but, uh, but might you add, Ed, it, it is it is a friendly bet between friends. And um, for for the sake of the show, uh, you guys are gonna do a beer and a tequila. And if you both lose, technically, with a draw, then you both down a beer and a tequila. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You're literally putting an activity ahead of drinking. And the end result will be drinking. It's not the worst I'm thing happy. in the world. Darren's yeah, happy. Happy. Jock's happy. happy. Fantastic, it's boys. Fantastic. Okay. So. It's
0: still 2 2 there by four Spurs, by the way. Is it still 2 2?
1: It is still 2-2. Right, ending off on Monday, Monday night, Crystal Palace versus Brighton. Man, how good have Crystal Palace been this season? Yeah. Since, well, I say since Uh the season. Since the international break, they have come back and they look like something else. Conor Gallagher is a revelation for the team. And I know, I know, I know they've come off... Um a, a loss uh to Liverpool 3 0. Yeah. Liverpool again it is Liverpool. It's you, you'd imagine it's a different class, it's a different quality. But there were so many good signs. Liverpool took twenty five shots, ten on target, you know, Palace still took 13, 2 on target. But they didn't they they were only bad in patches. They weren't bad for ninety minutes. And there's so many good things when you when you look at a, a team like Palace. Now Palace are coming up. That Palace are at home. They are playing against Brighton. Brighton, who are getting the results. Brighton are getting the results right now, and you know the, the proof's in the pudding. You know, like like I said, Andreas is loving it, loving it. Neil Malpai is getting those goals, and they've scored seven goals this season. They've conceded four, but they've scored the goals at the right time. Um, and when they did concede, I mean, they conceded two against Everton. It was their only loss this season. And they, they conceded one against Leicester and one against Burnley. That's all. That's uh, that's where their conceding has come. But the rest of the time, you know, they've gone 2-1, 2-0, and 1-0, 2-1. You know, so that is there. You, you kind of expect that all season. They're not going to go out there and open up the floodgates. Brighton doesn't seem like the team that could open up floodgates. But, yes, Crystal Palace... They, they did get the 3-0 win against Tottenham, but they scored two against West Ham as well. So um, so they know how to score goals. And, and they had a tough run. I mean, they played Chelsea. They played Brentford. Brentford, who have been looking quality. They played West Ham. They've played Tottenham. And they've played Liverpool. That's not exactly the easiest way to start your season. But they do go Brighton, Leicester, Arsenal... <laughs> Okay, given Arsenal is, is a tough team, but they go Brighton, Leicester, Arsenal, Newcastle, uh, um, Man City, Wolves, Burnley. And out of that, you know, you think, you know, Crystal Palace, the way that they're playing, you, you think they can get a result against Brighton. You think they can get a result against Leicester. You think they can get a result against Arsenal if Arsenal keep playing the way they're playing and definitely a result against Newcastle before they get to City. So they have the potential in any one of the next four games to get three points, maximum points. And I, yeah. And I think they're going to get three points against Brighton. Um, tell me why they don't.
0: I believe I believe they do, actually. I think, um, you know, if you're looking at uh, Crystal Palace team at the moment, I actually went and um, added their striker, for, former Celtic boy, um, Edward. And I, I rate he's going to be phenomenal for Crystal Palace. I think he is a... Proven goal scorer. This is not FPL uh, right.
1: right now. The, when you say that, but the, I have to because you don't see him starting. Mm-hmm. You know, all the time. It's it's unlikely that he starts. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. that would be a bad FPL decision to make, at least I believe so. With- I believe he's starting. I think
0: uh, I think uh, the manager's just slowly putting him in. I think he's going to be one of their main guys, together with Gallagher and uh, Zaha. Um, I think that's their three top dogs. I must be honest with you. I think that is the buy of the season. I'm, and I'm, yeah, I'm hoping to be right because, um, like I said, I just bought him and I just put him in my team. Um, and yeah, but he comes at the same my.
1: price point as um, Ivan Tony, although Tony yes. has obviously a difficult run right now but there's a lot of good value in the forwards but yeah so edward edward obviously minutes to goals to minutes you know he's played all of 31 minutes and scored two goals albeit that in the, he scored in his first six <laughs> he scored two goals in his first six minutes there
0: yeah it's also remember he hasn't played the first three games because he wasn't with Palace at the moment he was still with uh, celtic mm. um, so I, I i believe he he will be Won your first 11. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Which means okay, he you know. replaces
1: Ayu. Am I right? Correct. Uh-huh. Yes,
0: correct. That's, that's that's the thinking. I think he will replace Ayu. I, th- I, I, I promise you, I think he's an out and out scorer. Go, go, if you go look at his history and you go look at what he's done for Celtic as well, um, phenomenal player, man.
1: But is uh, it, can you really transfer form from the Scottish Premiership to the English Premiership?
0: No, not necessarily, but um, you know, scoring thirty goals, surely you can score ten goals in another league, you know? Especially well, for his price tag in the fancies fantasy side.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, and look there is like you say, there is immense uh, quality um potential, quality potential that that he has but again you know from an FPL perspective you look at uh, tony 6.3 .2 more and you've got saint max now, you know how do how do you think he's going to feature against saint max who if he's not scoring goals is creating assists is is edward uh, going to do is is he going to give the assists as well do you, how many goals do you see him being involved in as opposed to other assets around the same price point
0: I think they're there and they're about the same. I think uh, between him and the Brentford striker, um, I think they they're probably your two best budget buys. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to choose between the two, I'd still want to go for the gamble for for the Crystal Palace striker purely because of the differential um, for fantasy alone. Um, i think he's a good slot if you if you if you take fantasy art out, out of the whole picture i think he's a good fit for crystal palace itself he's a great finisher um you've got gallagher that's you know he's played five games um take liverpool game away he scored two and he's assisted two so yeah we'll yeah, see yeah he
1: looked good in the liverpool game too make no mistake he good, he, he looks he looks quality this season mm and Darren, Darren, your side—you're very quiet there on the Crystal Palace Brighton. Are you trying to? Are you trying to in on that football score? You're hoping that it changes to, uh, um, the, that uh, Tottenham get the win.
2: It's definitely going to go to penalties now. I don't <laughs> see it.
1: Okay. I don't see it going
2: anywhere. Um, when it comes to obviously the the Brighton Crystal Palace game, it's. I don't have an out-and-out favourite here. I don't have any players from either of these teams. Um, I agree to a certain extent with what Tacey's saying, but I don't see the new striker from Celtic starting. I really don't see him starting, especially when you guys are mentioning um, a player like Ayu getting subbed for him on a permanent basis for... For somebody that's just come in, not going to happen. I do see him starting off the bench every now and then. Um, whether a lot of people are going to buy him, doubtful. Very, very doubtful. Um, I think. Can, most of the I, can guys I give you some through. thought
1: here? Yeah. Um, Edward scored more goals in six minutes than Jordan Ayew scored in two thousand and eighty-six minutes last season, and he's he scored none in 377 minutes so far this season. It might be a good call to make. And I think, uh, I think taste might actually be onto the um, might be onto onto something there for sure that eventually he's going to land up replacing Jordan. I, Jordan Aiyu seems like seems like he's finished, but the it's, he is really Jordan. Ayu is also a product of what you feel like a, a real Roy Hodgson kind of team player. I think it's, he never utilized him properly, and he's kind of fallen along along the wayside, and he became, you know, a striker that w- it was okay if he scored a goal occasionally, you know, then that was kind of good for good enough for Roy, but for for Patrick Vieira, I don't think Patrick Vieira puts up with Jordan much longer. And he's going to say thank you for playing. Uh, maybe it's to the bench or out the team as as he changes the structure. And I, th- I said that last week as well. I think I think Patrick Vieira has the ability to To become a a Crystal Palace manager, great. If he, if he continues to to play the type of football that he is playing, you know, because he still he played years underneath. Um, what was that uh, that manager, that French one that you had? He was there for a couple of years. I joked. You...
0: Get out of here, man! Arsene Wenger, the yeah. great. Uh, Come on, what? How it, do you get the name, sir?
1: You say he was great, sir. <laughs> eh? Fantastic! No, I was messing with you. Yeah, Arsene Vega was absolutely fantastic, and I mean, look, what I'm saying is, Vera played underneath Arsene Wenger. The, the amount of things that he would have learned um, yeah. from a from a manager of that quality, you know, that he's bringing into the game now, Crystal Palace are lucky, lucky. I think they that they've, I think they've stumbled onto the the, the golden Easter egg, yeah. Um, Just I don't know. I still can't see it. I can't see Brighton going week in week out, um, with the with everything that has happened. Because here's the thing is. Brighton have conceded more shots on target than Palace, although P- Palace aren't necessarily defensive-minded. More shots in the box, but they have the same, you know, in, in this, we're talking like percentage expected and things like that. Big chances conceded has been the same, but expected goals, uh, goals conceded, you know, all the expectations is that Brighton would be uh, less defensively sound, but they, they are likely to have more possession they are still likely to have more goals. Their expected goals are roughly the same, but the big chances look like it is really a Crystal Palace thing and shots in the box will be, you know, it's pretty tight with Crystal Palace, you know, and, and you know, shots total. Uh, again, Crystal Palace can be there, but what Crystal Palace have lacked has been uh, shots on target. Darren, are you are you okay there? Are you signaling that you're signaling to me? No. <laughs> okay, I saw the hand up there. Okay, cool. Right, so final score there, Crystal Palace versus Brighton?
0: 2-1, Palace. Eduardo had score two.
1: Okay, not because it's he's the in the FBL team, because you just believe it, <laughs> eh?
2: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> okay, Darren, your side? I'm going to go 2-2.
1: Okay, two two. Now, gents, before we head into this section, do yourself a favor get get the LTV Cerberus team up on your on your screens because just now at the end of our tips and chips section, we're going to be making a change there and uh, see how the the pods uh, the pods team you know with the, with the co hosts along the way along the season how we can manage to. As the as the team changes as it goes to see how well it actually does, it's not doing super uh, superbly well right now. So <laughs> I think there there needs to be something that needs to happen over there. But right, boys, we're getting into it now. FBL tips and chips section of the show. So again, if you are coming into the show right now at this point in time and you're only listening to this recording, if you want to get our full thoughts and our full explanation, everything as we unpacked our thoughts make sure you grab the full show um straight out of the gates game week euros for the previous game week big d fisser with el salvador united hit 86 points he obviously started late because he's only scored 133 points this season uh, that moved him up from 7.8 million to 7.5 million in the world. Dion, why were you so late to the party? Tisk, tisk, tisk. Then number two, uh, for the week was Martin Kutsia. He had 80 points. He's now in total of 360. He moved up from 877k to 373k in the world. That's a 500,000 position jump. So massive jump there for Martin. Nick Curry, he's got to with the no cane train. Do you like that, Darren? No cane train? Do you like the cane train? <laughs> Do you like, that. like you like <laughs> really the cane that. train? Darren <laughs> likes the cane train. Nick Curry has no no train, no cane, actually. And that he had seventy-eight points. He moved up from one fifty four K in the world to thirty seven thousand in the world. Massive, massive. Well done there. And then our reigning champion, Pumlani, with PSM FC, he had seventy-eight points as well. And he moved up from 163k in the world to 40k in the world then we had two players that hit uh, 74 points uh that came in on fifth position mario uh he, mario letio i'm not entirely sure how to pronounce that i'm terrible with the, the pronunciation but i know what you're thinking what's the matter that's the name of his team uh he's now on 332 points total and andreas killer like uh, with killers 11 he had 74 points as well he's also up to three hundred and thirty points total in the season, now, what does that mean to us when we 're looking at our at our overall rankings? Nick Curry, no train, no cane, he is sitting three hundred and ninety one points like i said thirty seven k in the world Pumlani. <laughs> Perennial contender Pumlani, champion, champion, champion. He's now up to forty thousand in the world. Like I have just mentioned, Prashun, who was on uh, two weeks ago, he's uh, he had seventy three points, so he's moved up from two ninety six to one thirty nine k in the world. Chris Fencer, again, I tell you, your your guys, uh, your guys FPLs are going to take off now. Now that you've been on the show. It just happens. It happens for for everyone. So Prashun has moved. Like I said, Prashun moved up. Christopher Fanta. He had seventy points. He moved up from three forty six k in the world to two hundred and seven k in the world. Greg Young is going back the other direction with a harness spirit. He had fifty three points, and that dropped him from one hundred and eighteen k to two ninety three k. So it's a a negative one seventy k, um, one seventy five k shift. So, uh, Greg, uh. Uh, pick up your socks, buddy. Uh, we expect more because I, I really, really, really hope that someone from our Pod's Bragging Rights team or Bragging Rights League will end up winning the whole thing. So uh, I am shouting and rooting for every single one of you. And uh, and uh, don't forget when you when you get to the top, boys of the world, that you just give a shout out. Be like, hey, there's this little podcast uh, from from the other end of the world the LTV sports car. So if you are listening right now and you do enjoy what you are hearing, please, please, please make sure that you share that with friends. Or I don't mind if you spam it to people. I mean, you're not, not you shouldn't, but I mean, if you do, I'm okay with it. You know, it's not my business what you do, but as long as you share. Sharing is caring, except for, um, there's certain things you shouldn't share. But, the LTV Sportscast is one of the things that you should share. Now, sharing our thoughts on the must-haves for this week, I have got uh, some, uh, Some f- I'm going to give you five names for must-haves, and feel free to add to this list and or discuss, gents, what you think of this list so far. Salah, Vardy, Ronaldo, Mane, Antonio. Who else should be on that list? Who shouldn't be on that list? And why? And also, sorry, I'm going to throw in number six, and I'm just going to say it, I'm just going to say it. Fernandez. Hey. <laughs> I think Fernandez is I think Fernandez is prime for this week, to be totally honest with you. I know Ronaldo is it takes all the shots in the box. Ronaldo Ronaldo takes all the shots. He's like, you know, years yes, man. United and let Ronaldo take all the shots. But again, I said it last week. I think that Ronaldo's gonna take a lot of focus or Fernandez. Uh Fernandez, I remember him hitting the bar you know and he's got such a good touch on him he's he is quality and i still think i'm still wondering what happens when the penalty does arrive and i and you know cuz ronaldo didn't get the penalty at the, at the end of the game and i thought to myself as if the penalty does come and Fernandes takes the penalties, which he should. He should take the penalties. He should take the penalties. But as long as Ronaldo's in my team, it should be Ronaldo takes the penalties. So Oli, only make sure that Ronaldo takes the penalties while Ronaldo's in my team. But Fernandes is actually the man for that. Tell me about my list and tell me where I went wrong and tell me who I should have on and who I shouldn't have on.
2: I think we often overlook goalkeepers. Um, for a must-have
1: that needs to be like captain material, my man.
2: Oh, okay. Then I wouldn't go always with captain material.
1: Though. Unless it's Alisson, he scores goals too.
2: No, definitely not Alisson. Not in, not, not in this one.
1: <laughs> okay, talk me through it. Must-have. Now, okay, let's say, let's say a keeper for a must-have. Which keeper do you think is a must-have that if you don't have him in your team and if you're going to make one trade this whole week – He's worth bringing in over an outfield player.
2: When you put it like that, he doesn't seem that good anymore.
1: Oh, who was he? <laughs> who, who was your potential differential? Schmeichel. Schmeichel for Leicester. Okay, you think he's going to make a bunch of saves this week? Yeah. And he's going to concede none? He's going to concede none. Okay. Okay. Um, well, we'll keep that in mind and we'll throw him down into our sneaky snipers list. But uh, back onto the must haves. I'm going to say it again to you Salah, Vardy, Ronaldo, Mane, Antonio. And Fernandez.
0: If you had to choose between the two uh, and you take a Fernandez and you take a Ronaldo, who do you choose? And I think nine times out of ten, everyone's choosing Ronaldo. I do believe that he's going to take all of the free kicks, he's going to take all of the penalties. So it's going to take that. Potential one out of three or one out of five games where United does get a penalty, it's going to take that goal away. Um, if you look at the amount of goals Fernandez scored last season, yes, he was phenomenal, but there was a big chunk of his goals that went towards um, penalties. Um, and I, I, I just believe, you know, if if it's an either or, Ronaldo is the one. I think he's the the number one guy. I think if you want to go and have a little bit of a differential, I think a, a guy like a Paul Pogba. He started phenomenal for United the, last, the first couple of games. I think he's had, what, four or five assists already. Um, I think that's a great differential for a must-have as well. Um, another player... You well, say
1: must-have, though. Uh, uh, must-have and differential. Um, Pogba is owned by twi- nearly a quarter of all all managers oh, really? own Paul Pogba. Seven assists a season so far, which has been absolutely immense, immense. Uh, Fernandez is still owned by thirty-two point four people, so a third of the the people in uh, a third of the managers that still play have got Fernandez in their team. I mean, there is, it's it's unreal the the amount of support that Fernandez still has, you know. But th- do you, and I know there was the whole conversation with like Bruno, like no for Bruno kind of thing at the beginning of the season, but with the Ronaldo coming in, it, it, it could be a perceived um, differential because how many people who have had Fernandes in that started FPL that have stopped playing already, that he's just in wow. their team, or that there's the belief that they think they've got a differential, but it's still a third of the people own Fernandes. But if you have got Fernandes on your team and you have Ronaldo, let's say you had both of them, who do you captain?
0: You have to captain Ronaldo, because again, he's the boy that's going to deliver the tap ins the the easy goals. He's gonna be the guy that's gonna score the free kicks and score the penalties. Um, that's what I believe. I think he's the main vocal point in their team. He's their leader, so he'll step up to take that penalty. I don't think Fernan I think Fernandez will actually give Ronaldo the ball. Um, what was your
1: cards, score prediction for Arsenal? I mean uh, United versus Villa was 3-1. Three, three, one. Three, one. Three, one. Yeah,
0: okay. three one Ronaldo to score two.
1: Okay. So Ronaldo in with the brace there. Um uh other people that's on my list that you think or do you think there's anyone on that list that you that you wouldn't have?
0: I don't have room for Antonio. I wish I could. I I had him the first couple of weeks. I don't have room for him. I think I might just, you know, if he he does prove me wrong and score two goals or a goal this uh, this game week, I might have to try and make a plan to try and fit him in. So this week I won't be doing any transfers. I'll be waiting for next week so that if that does happen and I've I've got a bit of a plan going forward for for a a guy like Antonio, um, I just don't know if you can double up on... Like, for instance, a Fernandez and a Ronaldo, like a Salah and a Mane. Um, I think your must-have, it has to be an either-or. If, if you want a differential between Salah and between Mane, Mane is the guy. If you want a differential between Ronaldo and Fernandez, Fernandez is the guy. Even though Fernandez is owned by one-third of um, fantasy Premier League owners, what is Ronaldo owned at? I, I'm sure it's more.
1: Like, like uh, nearly 50%. But when you're talking about Mane, uh, Mane is owned by two point eight percent. See, it's a great so
0: differential. It, it's, it's, to a, have. it's an
1: amazing differential to have. And really is the possibility for captain material. Captain Material yeah. you can have in there. Is not he's not just great, he's he's an amazing player, uh, even without the penalties because of the braces and the hat tricks he has the potential of scoring. The problem comes in if he doesn't uh if if he has nothing else, if if it becomes a tight game, you know, you, you play the percentages, Salah's going to be your man, you know, season after season. Mane didn't have the best season last season. So, you know, I, I, know, I know we have Jota in, but Jota doesn't fall into the captain. Um, even it, he has to have a couple of game weeks in a row. And this is with uh, Bobby Firmino nearly coming back to fitness, but not quite ready yet. And if by the time he does, then the whole idea of Jota starting mm. week in and week out, kind of goes out the window. So uh, I don't see, I don't, I don't know how long we we get to hold on to the the Jota for a, a guaranteed starter. But he's mm. also owned by twenty point five percent. Salah's owned by fifty seven point five percent of the, of the league owned Salah. Just a
0: must have, man. He's a must. And Ronaldo must-hab. is
1: forty seven. <laughs> And I actually have both of them in my team, so I don't know if I'm doing myself an injustice because I don't have enough differential in there. I say that. Um, where if you had asked me asked me a week ago before if Wolves had come off a victory, it, you know, the expected victory that I thought they'd have, I'd be like, listen, Jimenez could be the guy. You know, Jimenez could still be a guy, but he now falls into my sneaky sniper list for for differentials. Um, do Do you see... You see, because now that you are asked the question, after I've I've given my must haves, do you have any must have that you want to add to that list?
0: Did you mention you mentioned Gray right
1: as a must have? I, I actually think so, especially no.
0: for his price tag.
1: Yeah, but then he becomes a differential, doesn't he? Uh, you know, will you captain Gray over? No. Yeah, but you see, that's what I'm saying. So he no. he doesn't he is he someone that you're going to go out of your way to make sure you get into your team. And if he isn't, if he isn't, then he can't be a must-have. But although he could be a differential, but he's already kicking up in ownership at uh, 17.9%. Yeah. So Look, so there is... There was, there was, one,
0: there was, there was yeah. one player that, that is a must-have for me, and I try to build my team around him now recently, mm-hmm. um, and that's Lukaku. Um, I know he doesn't do well in the big games, but going through... Throughout the season, he is a must-have. He is yeah. an absolute
1: must-have. But for this week, for this, for this week, week, week alone, just for this week alone,
0: Salah,
2: Salah is the one.
1: Salah is the one. Darren, Darren, yeah. Darren, you're very quiet there. Your your must-haves.
2: I don't have Salah my my team, so I'm not going to go with him. My my definite must-have is is Ronaldo. Okay, have to have him. Um, and I've gone. I would want to bring him up is Ben Rama.
1: Ben Rama for West Ham is a is a very interesting call, and I like that that you mention him. He's obviously, I mean, he got the deflected goal, so let's uh, let's call it that. Apart from that, I don't know where was he. Did he have an especially good game? I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think he had an especially good match.
0: He's bright though. Yes, he is he's very bright and he scores goals. Scores goals all over the place and he and he, and he, he plays so well with uh, Antonio.
1: But that's the thing the now you've just days. said it. it's
0: unreal, man.
1: In a must have scenario for West Ham is your must have Ben Rama or is your must have Antonio for this week. And if Antonio, you say Antonio. Antonio. But if you say Ben yeah. Rama and you are right then you have possibly stumbled onto onto something else because purely, again, oh, it's not even a differential. I mean, Benrahma is owned by a third of the people. A third of the people, and a third of the people own Antonio as well. So it's a strange. I have so many massively owned players, but they never, never do well all in one week. Huh, that sucks for me. Enough about sucking for me. The social distancing players, players that you want to avoid for, for the game week. Now I had, I kind of had pre-decided any man city asset because of the Pep roulette, because I got hurt by it. I, I remember Andreas laughing. He's like, yeah, you, you guess you, you start to believe you're like, no, listen, Pep's definitely going to do this. There's no ways that he's changing this. And Pep goes and listens to the pod and he's like, uh, suck it, Layton. I'm going to be making some changes up on you and it's going to suck for you. And that's what happened. So I will be avoiding all man city assets except I have Tories in my team right now. And at some point in time, I might actually start to just purely look for, for players that are going to start uh, week in and week out. And I don't know if... Uh, I, don't, I don't have a city player that's going to do that that I can afford because eventually when KDB comes back He's just too expensive for me. If I've already got Ronaldo and Salah, so uh, must avoid uh, must avoid players as Man City. I actually had I actually had on my list pre-hand to this uh, Romelu Lukaku, which is very interesting that you you think that he might even be a must-have for this week, even against City, which is possible because City's defense isn't super amazing. Mm. But does Romelu Lukaku? Do you think he scores uh, two or more goals against City?
0: Not two or more goals, no, I think he'll nick a goal in the end i think uh I think he'll get one goal um, like I said earlier in the podcast, I think it's a two 0 game for
2: Chelsea
0: mm. um I think um with regards to Pep roulette, um his roulette is not that big when it comes to his defenders, so if you put in a cancelo or if you put in a even a Edison, you know I think that's a. Potentially a great corporate to 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 get a couple of clean sheets. Not this week, uh, not this weekend. Sure. Um, Edison costs yeah. six
1: million, though. It's it's a it's a tough place to drop your drop your coin. You know what I mean? Because is going to really give you that many more clean sheets to the point where he gets that many more points? Then um, let's see who's on top right now. Edison thirty three points. Loris. 31 points, Edison, 28 points, Mendy. Okay, So, But you're, you're in the 20s, you know, uh, uh, Jansen he's as a defender is 4.6 million, he's got 29 points. Yeah, he's a guaranteed starter, but I, I hear you. I don't, I don't dispute it. I made the same, I made the same comments. I think at the beginning of last season was the first season I'd played FPL. And I was, I was, uh, Sure, I, I was disciplined to put it uh, to put it mildly. I was scolded for my for my thoughts, and they're like, "No, don't spend the money on keepers; it's a waste. There's so much more out there." And look, I don't know, but yeah, the if you if you are getting those clean sheets, Edison's already got twenty eight points a season, and he comes in at six million, so it might be worth it. Um, yeah, Pepperlet, Man City outfield players, well, at least they're attacking players, like you say, no. The defense is relatively safe. Um, Chelsea, I have Lukaku, uh, you know, because he's someone that you might think, like, oh, I definitely you've got to get him in this week. But it might be someone you want to avoid. I don't know where I fall on the cane, Darren. I must be honest with you. The fact that he's scored now, um, tonight, gives me more reason to think, like, yeah, before before the the score and before him getting a goal tonight, I really thought to myself that um, that Kane might be someone I want to avoid. But now I'm starting to think Kane could be a man that you want to bring in on uh, even from this weekend because he has that history of scoring goals against uh, Arsenal. And Tottenham have just won on penalties. So uh, against… Yep. Yeah, Kane scored their first penalty.
0: And United's you know, out of the… United's out of
1: it. Uh, Chelsea have just won on penalties. They beat Villa. So, um, Ben Chilwell missing the penalty. Romelu Lukaku scores the first penalty. There's another man that was there that Reese James, and I know he got the red card, and that's why he was suspended. But again, I mean, you look at Chelsea assets, and you think to yourself, great defense, uh, like really good defensive assets. But after the City game. Chelsea from game week 7, Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley. So like, what? What? And, and you're waiting for, for that to go off. I might actually, I might even consider, I might even consider dropping Ronaldo to put in Lukaku for that run.
0: Yeah, I think Chelsea's got a great run in after game week 7, uh, from game week 7. Mm. Um, That's a great running of, of games. I think you need to load up on, on Chelsea defenders and Lukaku is your main
1: target, Joe. Yeah, for sure. I might I might actually just do that. We'll we'll see how things go. Um, like, I, like I said to Andreas last week, I nearly landed up going all three with Salah, Ronaldo, and Lukaku, and I thought maybe I'd just build around those three. Who knows? Um, are there other people that you think you should be avoiding this week? Um, you know, like big, uh, big signs? Yeah.
2: The entire defensive lines for... Arsenal. Brentford
1: and Norwich. I'm surprised you didn't say Arsenal. It would have been a good time to to throw that one in there. Yeah, you know, I'd avoid the Arsenal defensive line because Tottenham's coming strong. It's okay, Darren. <laughs> Darren, again, if like if you I haven't listened to the whole show so far, Darren is a Tottenham supporter. Uh, Jock is a Arsenal supporter. So, uh, Darren, Darren. So yeah,
0: I reckon uh, no sign, no cane. There's no goals come on Sunday night. Only from the red team, you know. Okay. Yeah, I, I was
1: trying to be nice to you, right. Darren. I, as we spoke about this earlier, you, you don't need to be so friendly. You don't. Ha- you don't have to be so courteous. It's your team. This ma- this man is your Eminemini for the next uh, for the next couple of days, and then after that, you guys won't be Emineminis anymore. So uh, think about it that way. Um, but it is it is a it is a beer and a tequila on the line for it for you, gents. And I hope you both lose, so that way you both have to drink. So, <laughs> so, so, so it'll be good for me. Yeah. So, like you're saying, but now let's talk about those sneaky snipers, um, Gray Rondon in at Everton. Man, what? No Richarlison, no DCL, one attacker, Rondon. So you know the ball's going to go to him. And and he nearly got he nearly got in the end of, of a couple um, against against Villa.
0: Yeah, um, I like Rondon. I think it's a good uh, little bar from Benetis. I think he was more going to be a squad player than anything else. Um, but now, like you said, you know he's the only attacker there at the moment. The balls will come. The balls will come from Gray. Um, even as far back as Keane, um, mm. I, I believe. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I think uh, Rondon might be, might be your sneaky sniper. I like I like the Crystal Palace boy as well. The striker I told you about, Edward.
1: Mm.
0: I think he might be a sneaky sniper as well.
1: Yeah, if he gets that start, and you're hundred yeah. percent correct, if he gets that start and he replaces Ayu as a starting ninety minute man, if he can get that. At yeah. six point three million, he might be a shoe in. You know what yeah. I mean? And and there is so much value there. There is so much value there because if you can get an out and out goal scorer and it looks like Palace, like you are saying, well like we have said, can really open up. Uh, again that Gallagher also feels like one in the in the midfield. I think he's also at five point six or five point seven uh in terms of cost. If you're if you're opening up there, you know, you, you're getting quality for budget pricing, which really allows you to to get more expensive on the premier assets, if you want to call it that, um, which will allow you to get it again. And I know we we mentioned when we mentioned players, and here's another one. Again, premier asset at six point five million still. Rafinha for Leeds, he is still. I mean, he could have had goals galore against Newcastle. It could have been there. It didn't happen. Greenwood is still 7.7. I mean, everyone's on, on the Ronaldo train for sure, but, you know, maybe Greenwood is an enabler, Greenwood, you know... I said, if everyone is marking Ronaldo, Greenwood might might be taking shots on the goal. You know, so there there is that. So you've got those two. I mean, Son and Kane. Even for this weekend, you kind of feel like, listen, you know, you wouldn't have necessarily thought they're must haves. Okay, but if you does Kane really feel like a sneaky sniper differential, and and you wouldn't say at the price that he is, but I just want to check in terms of ownership. In terms of ownership. Son is only eleven percent, and Kane is five point seven percent. That wow. is, that is right there, is differential territory. And and that 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 is some, make a massive difference. Massive difference. If you, if you're picking up a Kane or a Son, who would have thought Son at eleven percent after everything that he had the previous season?
2: I think it's because of that injury. Remember, on the international break, he had an mm. injury. I think a
1: lot of guys got rid of him for that. Yeah, a lot of people brought him in. Um, and the big thing was when Ronaldo arrived, The um, everyone was wanting to hop onto the Ronaldo train, case in point. So you have to free up money in other places. Trent Alexander-Arnold, I mean, I know he's a defender, f- premium defender at 7.6 million. But, I mean, he's practically a winger. Like all the time, he's taking shots. He's getting the assists. If I, if you told told me that you could have a out of position, I say out of position because he still goes falls back to his position. But you had an out of position um, defender that gets as many assists as Trent Alexander Arnold. Any midfielder that gets as many assists as Trent Alexander Arnold, excluding the clean sheets, you'd be like, listen, seven point seven million. The man's going to be a relative bargain with the occasional goal. This, this is what you want. And now on top of that, if you've got a fit Van Dyke back and playing with Joel Matip, so you've got a defense that can keep clean sheets, six-point bonuses effectively for clean sheets. It's unreal. The, the potential that you have over there. And, you know, I, I'm looking at it, I'm, I'm starting to think to myself again, how do I get uh, the, the idea is I'm carrying the, from my FPL team, it looks like I'm going to be carrying the the money uh, or the sub across f- for next week. I'm going to be dropping Ronaldo onto Lukaku and then I'm going to be looking at maybe making a change here and there. Maybe I, Jimenez gets a couple of goals um, and then his value goes up, but I do drop him to, like you're saying, in Eduardo or Edward uh, or some someone else, or maybe even uh, Ivan Tony after the the next couple of tough games. And then you know, then I've got the other million, I've got the million, and then then it's it's not all that far a stretch to get uh, Trent into my team as well. So there is some some thoughts over there. Saint Max again this week is going to be good. You, you think he's going to I be was good? i
2: going to say the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, uh, well, again, it, you know, feel free to explore on that because I feel like I, I jibber-jabber a little bit too much from time to time. Darren?
2: Sorry, I didn't catch that.
1: I said feel free to expand on that um, a little on the on the St. Max uh, as why you think for a sneaky sniper that he's going to go out then, he has so much value at $6.7 million, uh, as, uh as an attacker. Let's go, let's go look at his percentage ownership. I think that's going to be really important only 11.6% of people own st max and st max is going to, he's going to with without wilson even being there and although it really helps when wilson is there without wilson being there he's the man he is the man main striker 6.7 million left foot right foot in the box out the box dribbling falling back driving the ball forward transitioning assists yeah I'm a fan. I think I said that earlier we We went through that I'm a fan i'm You're the a fan. fan I'm the fan I'm a saint max fan I'm there I'm a fan uh i think that I think the man is pure class and then Ismail Azar, he he came through this past weekend two goals, two goals for Watford. And even if Watford don't win, you kind of think that you know if they are getting onto the score sheet it's either going to be him or it's going to be Dennis up front, but he costs six point one and Dennis costs five point two and their ownership is eight point eight percent and eleven point seven percent respectively you're looking at you're look, you're looking at uh, options over there that can can really get you points that other people don't have so yeah. That's my sneaky sniper list. Anyone else on there that you feel differentials for this week?
2: I can't add anybody else on there.
1: Jock, your side?
2: No,
0: just, uh, just Eduard. I think he's the Listen, guy. Yeah. He's the, the, the man. Uh, and you don't say that
1: because he's in your team, eh? For no other reason.
0: I just have a, I just have a feeling about this search, man. I, I think he's going he's gonna to score 15 goals for me this season. Um yeah, I, I, I rate him. I watch a bit of Scottish Premier League as well, so I think um that's also played played a bit of a part in why I've picked him. Um no one really knows him, so I think that the differential is quite big there. Um I think I think getting a couple of Everton boys in your team as well. Um I think that's also come for a sneaky sniper if, especially if you want to put a defender in there. Like Akin. Um, mm. I think he's a great, great um I think he's a great defender and he's also there, you know, with his crosses, so he will s- score your assists. Yes, he won't score every game, he is a defender, so he'll probably only score two or three goals this season. But he's there for the assists and he's there for the clean sheets, and I think the clean sheets coming this season or this this game week for, for Everton.
1: Sure. Okay. Okay, gents. Uh, so, from from an FL perspective, th- those are our thoughts: and must-haves, the social distancing, and the sneaky snipers. Um, have you guys got the LTV Cerberus team up on your screens right now? Okay, so we yeah, we have we it. have to make a decision here. Um, who are we changing, and then who are we going to captain? So. Ideally, you first want to look at we've got uh, we've got a we must think we're either got a, a captain on our field already, or we're going to have to be bringing our captain in.
0: I'm just struggling. Um, here we go. I think your captain must stay. Captain must stay. Who? Salah. Salah's your captain. Sure. Um Yes, man. I don't know about Grilish. Eh? Grilish, even a, even a guy like Watkins. I think um, Danny Ings has taken a shine away from Watkins. Um, he hasn't done anything um, this whole season. Five games. You would have said that, you know, beginning of the beginning of the Fantasy Premier League. Everyone was rating Watkins, and everyone had him in your team. Until mm-hmm. so Danny Ings signed. Um, no one knew what, what, what where Watkins was going to play. And I don't think he's done anything. If I'm not mistaken, he's done absolutely
1: nothing. I'll tell you what, though, in in terms of the gameplay, it, it I think that I think they need to click. Villa need to click, but it almost looks like. I think Andreas was mentioning it last week, and uh, I saw it in. Um, you saw it when when Villa was playing against Chelsea, but in that first half, uh, where it really looked like. Ings was going to be feeding Watkins. Now, like I said, they they've got a tough run right now, but keep in mind on our field we have Rashardson who is injured, so there might be value in changing Richarlison up.
0: I think you need Antonio and your team, yeah.
1: Darren, you're very quiet, man. Very quiet. Don't don't be afraid um, to throw throw some opinions. Yeah, you, you don't have to agree with uh, agree with Jock just because he's an Arsenal supporter.
2: I think Salah needs to stay, definitely on captain. Okay. Um,
1: so captain has been decided for the week.
2: 100%. Um, Watkins, really, I, I don't think he's going to be doing much. Mm. Um, Barnes as well. He's, he's going to be sitting there in Greylish. We're going to be playing that
1: roulette
2: that we were talking about earlier. Um,
1: what type we, of formation you would you could. like? Three, five, two, four, 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 two. Three four three. Five. Three five two. Three five two. Okay, so yeah. th- let's so che- let's check it out from the back. Let's see what we can work with. Uh currently right now in our defense we have uh Luca Luca Dean. Uh so he's he's a seventy five percent chance of playing with an uh, but he's got an injury, uh, Marty. I think he's not playing anymore. So, and we to Brandon Williams. Our, our defense is absolutely shocking. So, James, I must be honest with you. I'm looking at it. I'm thinking to myself, we need to make a defensive change over there. And uh, we we have got 2.1 in the bank, and uh, we we might need to bring some some people in. So, my my advice would be, or my thought would be, to to start sorting out that uh, defense. At least, even if it's not for this week, we might have to take a double hit purely because uh, we, we don't have enough players that are going to play. It might be worth taking a minus four as well to get some solid defensive answers in there.
0: And I think you need a couple of big big boys in there. I think you, you've only got Sala there. I think um, maybe a guy like, a, for a future, like a guy like Lukaku, yeah, but let's. Uh, let, last I think we sort
1: out the defense for the team. I'll be honest with you. I think that's probably where we need to go. Um, clean clean sheet material for this weekend. Um, possibly a goal. Who Everton. Is- Everton. You're thinking Everton, the good man. Uh, who out of Everton do you think we should be putting in that uh, defense?
0: Uh, you've already got Luca Dean. In there, um, any Leicester boys? You don't think Leicester's going to have a clean sheet this season, after oh, this game week?
1: Yeah, there's a very good chance they would. And this is where now we we'll, we we'll start to look at that man Pereira playing down the yes. playing down the right wing might be someone that we'd want to get in sooner rather than later. Um, throwing that in there, we could drop. Uh, we know Brandon Williams is going to start. Simeone, I don't, I don't think he'll start. I mean, Robinson is there currently, right now, uh, with the trend might or might not be playing. So who knows? Uh, we are
2: forgetting about the header that Dia is going to be scoring against Arsenal. <laughs> do,
1: do you, is is that a is that a um, is that a passionate call or is that a, uh, um, a a solid safe call that you've got going over there? That's so i don't like the kilo call, cool. oh okay, very <laughs> muff um
2: you cocking
0: up this uh, this team is the same way as what you're cocking up your own team, my boy, wow, wow.
1: That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah there it goes again No, it's it's it's, it's very enjoyable it's very enjoyable um, Wolves' uh Wolves defense do we think they're going to no we can't we can't back no. a Wolves' defense right now. Okay, so are we gonna bring in Pereira into into the team? So who are we dropping out to we're gonna drop out of Marty and bring in Pereira? I think that's yeah, going to get be more
0: it. starters in there. Yeah,
1: that's get, it. Get more starters in there. So we're gonna make that transfer. Uh transfer has been made. And then we're gonna start our starting line will have to be Luca Dean Pereira Williams and then our midfield will go three five in the middle. Of the, so the Barnes, Salasan, Grealish, Rafinha. And first sub will actually be Simikas by chance because Richarlison definitely won't start. The question is, uh Sanchez in goals against Crystal Palace or Bachmann in goals against Newcastle? Mm.
0: I'd do, um, do Bachmann. Darren? I agree. Okay. But uh, your prediction is different to, to my prediction earlier. So... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so... It,
2: but it like uh, but when we were talking about the the whole the the whole Sanchez well not the whole Sanchez thing, but when we were talking about Brighton earlier, it immediately kinda of put me off them.
1: Okay. Okay, fair enough, gents. Listen, uh, that is, that is our team that it is out there. And to everyone that's listened, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thank you to Jock. Thank you to Darren. Thank you guys for, for coming on, uh, onto the, the LTV sportscast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And, uh, we'll be looking at the other side of this Arsenal versus Tottenham. It was nice to have some very contrasting opinions, uh, based on the weekend head. Good luck to you guys and good luck to the listeners. Cheers, cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks. Ciao.
0: Thanks. Bye.